Three ain't enough, boy. I need five D-Money dollar signs. Welcome to Book It, a wrestling podcast where we book and revisit your favorite wrestling storylines. I'm your commissioner, Hi-Fi Mike, and today we're GM's Damone, D-Money Allen. A great crime was almost committed last week when the wit, or not last week, two weeks, three weeks ago at this point, when we were the victory was almost stolen from NSW. Mm. But justice has been served. <laughs> Prime time, Travis T. Hello. Bad guy, Kenny. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Sorry to headphones listeners, because I was listening to headphones just now. It hurt my fucking ears. And we kn- we know Demona doesn't know how to fix peaks. And late night, Keefe Keefe. I'm back on my book shit. Keefe is back. He's back! And he better than ever. ever. He looks worse than ever. What the fuck is going on over there? Well, I think he looks good. I like his little, I like his little hair like this. Nah, fuck that. Fast his beard's growing back. Yeah, this is like he looks good. Days. Get the fuck out of here, days. Mike. Get the fuck Mike. out of here. All right, you're already day. getting. You're already starting off with a point five. <laughs> On my worst day, you couldn't touch me. Ooh, mm. ooh. We got a good show for y'all today. We got a good show. <laughs> a good show. <laughs> Kenny, I got some surprises for you specifically. For me, just for Kenny. I yeah, can't wait for are, you. Are the real ones going to show up? We just that's that's not a good show. show. The real ones aren't coming up. That's not a good show. It, they do show up. They they stand in. They stand up at the top of the um in the top of like in their own little privacy box, and they like they're drinking beers and, and flipping them off, and then they're just you oiling their abs. They're just oiling their abs for three hours. You straight. know how Edge and JBL and and all of them went went yep. to the East. That was them. That's them. <laughs> oh, oh, hot take, hot take. That Paul Heyman promo wasn't as good as people think it was. It was cool. It was cool, but it wasn't as good as people think it was. I saw a TikTok oh, the other day. Someone was like, it was a top five promo of all time. No, that's wrong. No, that's that also, You know what wrong. else is wrong? All the people that said that um, AEW All Out 2021 was a top five pay-per-view of all time. But what is a top five pay-per-view of all time is AWC All Out 2021. Ooh, I already hate it. A-W-C. A-W-C. This is Alpha. You can't even You can't have AWC. 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 It's just so awkward to say. That's so alpha. That's so alpha. We don't like that. Yeah. What do you think of Big E as the fourth black superstar to be WWE world champion? I like it. Roxanne, Charlie, Ashley, and Bella. For the culture. 2021, the year of black excellence. Four. A culture. Two in one year. Yeah. It's like yeah. a record. We need current white to to, <laughs> <laughs> to balance it out. Come say uh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> if he has Dolph Ziggler back again as his caddy, then it's okay. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna go ahead and this week we are doing AWC's uh, double or nothing? No, all out. No, all out. We all have out. double or nothing. We have double or nothing. I don't know. Dork. I'd have to pay attention to pay-per-views to know. Um, <laughs> so anyways, 
<laughs> we're gonna go ahead and if you haven't listened to any of our book of verse two or book of verse one go back and listen to those um so you know how this works basically they're just gonna go ahead and give us their fantasy booking for their third pay-per-view all of them who wants to go first uh me i'll tell you when to switch me It's not Demone. <laughs> I don't have All a right. choice which one's the other first. first. <laughs> All right. We're starting out off like we always do with the prelims. So uh, the story for this one is uh, Bam Bam Bigelow and Super Crazy have been going having a back-and-forth rivalry on Saturday Night Supreme uh, with um, Tajiri and Naito of the family. Uh, both teams were tied 2-2, two to two, and Stephanie McMahon decided they would battle it out on the main event of the Go Home Saturday Night Supreme episode uh, for All Out and decide who was the best team. Uh, the match was very competitive, and it was unclear who would be the victor. Super Crazy was in the ring and dodged a buzzsaw kick from Tajiri, but the referee was hit instead. At this point, Bobby Heenan pulls Psychosis out from under the ring, and he and Naito attack and then handcuff Bam Bam Bigelow to the bottom turnbuckle on the outside. Both men roll into the ring, and the three of them assault Super Crazy. Naito and Psychosis hold Super Crazy in a kneeling position with his heads up as Tajiri spits the poison mist into the eyes of Super Crazy. The three of them assault the opposing team and the referee while Bobby Heenan sings their praises on the microphone. That is until Christopher Daniels makes his return to AWC after he was taken out by out of action by Bobby Heenan and his family a few months prior. Uh, Daniels clears the ring and stands tall to end the, end the show. And on the AWC analysis show, This Just In with Justin Roberts, Justin Roberts announces that Bam Bam Bigelow, Super Crazy, and Christopher Daniels will be the fa- will face the family at All Out. What kind of poison mist? What color? Green. It was green. Just regular. Okay. Regular. Not black. Okay. He's not. He's not still blind. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is this is my my special special thing for Kenny because he he did something special for me on his last show, so I decided to do something special for him. So they enter the match and the tires that they're wearing. Super Crazy and Bam Bam Bigelow are wearing black fits, like their regular fits, uh, but with uh, red flames and orange trim around the flames. Christopher Daniels comes out in the Curry Man-inspired singlet pants combo with orange and red. Uh, next out is Psychosis. It's masculine Psychosis. Uh, his fit is all white with silver and purple trim. And then Naito comes out with white biker shorts with purple trim. And Tajiri comes out with white trunks with purple trim. Uh, so the match starts with a roundhouse kick from uh, Tajiri to Super Crazy. He hits a handspring kick uh, to Christopher Daniels, and then when he spring, he comes back with the handspring and hits a back elbow smash to Super Crazy. Uh, Frankensteiner from Tajiri to Super Crazy, and then an Asai moonsault. Because uh, okay, the Frankensteiner he Tajiri, Super Crazy rolls out of the ring. Sorry, Asai moonsault from Tajiri to Super Crazy. Uh, tag from Crazy to Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, Tajiri rushes in with his his signature Tajiri rush kicks thing where he does all those multiple kicks and gets him down to one uh, one knee, but Bam Bam stands back up, but he gets hit with a basement drop kick to the knee from Tajiri to Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, buzzsaw kick from Tajiri to Bam Bam Bigelow, uh, which, but he doesn't go down. He just goes down to, he's on one knee and he goes drops down to his one hand on the thing. Um, but Tajiri pulls him up into a tarantula uh, from Bam Bam Bigelow. The ref counts the five and he has to break the the hold. Uh, when Tajiri gets back in the ring, though, Bam Bam Bigelow hits him with a big right hand and then picks him up for a, a snake eyes off the corner. Uh, Tajiri stumbles around and falls into the corner. With a Then there's a running corner senton from Bam Bam Bigelow to Tajiri. Uh, Tajiri's laid out on the floor. Bam Bam gets onto the apron and hits a slingshot body splash and gets a two count. Uh, Tajiri is able to crawl over and tag in psychosis. 
Uh, missile drop kick off the top rope from Psychosis to Bam Bam Bigelow. Hurricane Rana from Psychosis next. Uh, caught by Bam Bam Bigelow and then countered with a powerbomb. Um, Bam Bam Bigelow locks in the Cobra Clutch and then hits a Cobra Clutch Bulldog to Psychosis. Uh, Psychosis scrambles out and then tags in Naito. Uh, Naito again follows suit and hits a missile drop kick off the top rope to Bam Bam Bigelow and then hits a Destino to finally knock uh, Bam Bam Bigelow off his feet and he gets a one count before getting military pressed off of Bigelow. Um, Naito locks in the Koji Clutch um, and it seems like he's got, got it locked in pretty good but then Bam Bam's able to work his way to his feet and slam Naito into the... Yeah. Is the Koji Clutch that rock bottom move and it turns into yep, like... Yep. Okay, okay. And then, so he uh, takes him and slams him into the uh, corner. Uh, greetings from Asbury Park from Bam Bam Bigelow to Naito for a two count. Mm. Um, diving headbutt from Bam Bam Bigelow to Naito. And then a rolling moonsault from Bam Bam Bigelow to Naito for another two count. Uh, both men are able to do to tag in Christopher Daniels and Tajiri. Uh, flip over DDT from Tajiri to Christopher Daniels. Stalling brain buster from Tajiri to Christopher Daniels. And then uh, Tajiri tosses Daniels out of the ring, knocking Bigelow off the apron in the process. Um, suicide, somersault senton from Tajiri to Bam Bam Bigelow and Christopher Daniels on the outside. Uh, Tajiri throws Daniels back into the ring, and it's a bridging German suplex uh, for a two count. Uh, he then transitions and hits a bridging dragon suplex uh, for another two count. He then climbs to the top rope and has a diving double foot stomp to Christopher Daniels. Uh, Christopher Daniels scrambles over and gets a tag to Super Crazy. Um, spinning heel kick from Super Crazy to, to Tajiri. Springboard drop kick from Taj Super Crazy to Tajiri. And then a rope run tornado DDT from Super Crazy to Tajiri. He then picks up um, Tajiri off the ground and hits him with a crazy bomb for a two count. Tajiri is able to tag out to Psychosis. Psychosis hits a Psycho Stunner. And then a power bomb to Super Crazy. So wait, wait. He, when you say he lifts him off the ground, he deadlift power bombed him? Yep. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, deadlift sit out power bomb. Yeah. So, uh, psycho stunner from psychosis to super crazy, and then followed by a power bomb. Um, psychosis puts uh super crazy in the corner and climbs up to the middle rope, holding his hair and holding his fist up and laughing at the crowd. And he attempts to do the the uno de diez punches that super crazy does, but he only gets to three before super crazy grabs him and rushes him and drives him into the um spine first into the corner. And then he follows up by climbing up and hitting his own Uno de Diez punches. Um, he then lifts Psychosis up to the uh, top rope and hits a top rope uh, Frankensteiner, uh, followed by an alley oop face buster. Super, cra super crazy then hits a pendulum or locks in the pendulum, pendulum swing. Sorry, that was hard for me to say. Pendulum swing. Um, but he breaks the hold and Psychosis rolls out of the ring. Uh, super crazy looks at looks at uh, psychosis on the outside, uh, talking to Bobby Heenan. Looks to his partners, looks to the crowd, and then runs, hits the ropes, and hits a tope con hilo to the outside of the ring. Um, but psychosis moves out of the way and it only hits Bobby Heenan. Mm. Oh, okay. I thought he hit barricade. I was like, Oof. <laughs> okay, okay. I got scared uh, for a second. Uh, Doomstone pile driver from psychosis to super crazy. Uh, Inside the ring now, he throws him back in the ring and hits the tombstone for a two count. Uh, Super Crazy is able to tag out to Christopher Daniels. Uh, spinning wheel kick from Psychosis to Christopher Daniels, followed by a Psycho Guillotine uh, leg drop from Psychosis to Christopher Daniels. Uh, Blue Thunder Bomb on the apron from Christopher Daniels to Psychosis. 
slingshot Arabian press from Christopher Daniels to Psychosis, followed by a complete shot from the top rope uh, from Christopher Daniels to Psychosis for a two count. Uh, Psychosis tags in Naito, and Naito hits an Esperanza cutter, um, followed by a Valentia. Um, and then finally, I don't remember off the top of my head. (laughs) (laughs) You know how many fucking moves I had to write? I was going to say, we need to have like little figures so we can show he does this. Yeah, right? I'll bring him in. I'll go to my parents' house and go grab him. The room is going to go crazy. (laughs) He's moving their little arms, look, they oil their abs. (laughs) It's something something simple. I know that. It's not anything crazy. Okay. But it's just what he calls it. Uh, dragon suplex from Naito to Christopher Daniels, followed by a pile driver uh, from Christopher Daniels to Naito, and then a springboard moonsault from Christopher Daniels to Naito. Uh, rope straddled superplex from Daniels to Naito, and then uh, Super Crazy gets tagged in. Double oh, jumping for Daniels. I was thinking, I was thinking Brian Danielson when you said. Oh yeah, I don't no, know why. In my head, I was thinking that this whole time, and I was like, oh, yeah, wait no. a minute. I was like, this man should be another five star. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, shit, where are we at? Double jumping, <laughs> double jumping clothesline from Super Crazy <laughs> to Naito. Somersault Senton from Naito to Super Crazy. Corkscrew Moonsault from Naito to Super Crazy. Uh, followed by a falling DT, DDT from Super Crazy to Naito. Dual tags uh, to Tajiri and Christopher Daniels. Uh, double knee face buster from Christopher Daniels to Tajiri. Diving chest stomp from Christopher Daniels to Tajiri. Flapjack into a single leg Boston Crab by Daniels to Dejiri, and then finally, while he's <laughs> while he's locking in the while he's got the Boston Crab locked in, uh, Psychosis comes in and hits a shining wizard on the Christopher Daniels. Hmm. Uh, Daniels hits a super kick to to Psychosis, and then locks in a camel clutch Boston Crab combo on Psychosis and Tajiri. Uh, Christopher Daniels and or tag from Christopher Daniels super crazy. Super Hurricane Rana from Naito to Super Crazy, followed by a modified modified air splint, airplane spin from Tajiri to Super Crazy. Uh, tornado DDT from Super Crazy to Tajiri, and then Bobby Heenan distracts the referee and then hits him with an eye poke and grabs his head and drops down to the floor, bouncing the rest throw it off the ropes. Who's Bobby Heenan with? The, rep, uh, the Naito, Tajiri, okay. and and uh, Psychosis. Uh, Drops down to the floor, bouncing the ref, throw it off the ropes, and then pulls the ref out of the ring and sending his body thudding to the floor. Psychosis Naito take out Bigelow and Daniels, and then dual buzzsaw kicks from Naito and Tajiri to Super Crazy. Psycho Cutter from Psychosis to Super Crazy. Destino from Naito to Super Crazy. And then Psychosis and Naito pick up Super Crazy's body and head as Tajiri signals to the crowd that the miss is coming. As he goes to spit the miss, big boot from Bam Bam Bigelow to cause to Tajiri, causing Tajiri to spit the miss into Naito's eyes. Naito stomps and stumbles in pain and falls out through the ropes out of the ring. Spicy drop from Christopher Daniels to Psychosis. Crazy bomb from uh, Super Crazy to Tajiri, followed by the trifecta, which is where he does the three-rope moonsault. Uh, and then he picks up or he picks up uh, Tajiri and then grabs him and hits a moonsault slam, followed by the Bam Bam Salt from Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, new Rev hits the ring and Super Crazy tags out to Daniels for the best moonsault ever from Daniels to Tajiri for the pin in the win. So Tajiri, Daniels, and Bam Bam Bigelow won. All right, I'll start. I'll give you five. No, that's not how that works. Um, I have a question. During all that craziness, what was Bam Bam doing? Because there was a moment where like everyone else was doing crazy shit. 
What was Bam Bam doing during all that? He got taken out a few times. I don't know what time you're talking about when. <laughs> okay. Motherfucker was recuperating. Like he, he's hurt. Okay, yeah. I, just a question. Don't get offended. He got, taken, <laughs> he got taken out two different times in the match. Okay. So yeah, must, I don't, I don't yeah, know I, what part you're waiting on. No, what, you're like fine. at the end, the ending se- sequence. No, like in the middle there. Oh, I have no idea. Then I have no idea <laughs> what you, where we're talking about. <laughs> um. By the way, that was our only match. Travis took all the wrestling moves. Uh, yeah, for one yeah. match, right? There's so many moves. I'm, not against, moves. I'm not against moves being repeated. It's just big, big high spots shouldn't be repeated. Oh yeah. Um, but who, who wants to who wants to rate me though? Because I feel like we're just yeah, I can I talk gonna, forever. I'm gonna start it off this time. Um, I'm gonna give you a five. I didn't see any problem with it. I I thought it was a good match too. Nice fast pace. Yeah. Appreciate it. Real recognize um, real. <laughs> I'm also going to give you a five. Um, the story was okay. It was average. Yeah. Um, it, but the match I thought made up for it. Um, there was a lot going on, but <laughs> I think it would be a, it would be really hectic. It'd be a lot of like fast pace. I'm assuming it's like a 15 minute match. Yeah. Somewhere around there. But and I like that Bam Bam got to fly around too. So I like I like big men who fly. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give it a five. So, Damone, you said something that was interesting. What? You said that the build is just average. Are we giving fives or just average now? But I would say the match was above average, so much above average that... That, That's how it was, too. That's how it was, too. I I think the average build was okay, but the match was lit. When we were talking about this, I talked to Travis. Like the trouble that we were having, or I was having with it, was having a six-man match where neither of them are like full-on factions, and writing a story is gonna feel thrown oh, together anyway. So, like Trust a story me. is like it helps, but it's not always necessary to have a big long. And then on top of that, the act, you really, I think, you have a lot of uh, foreign wrestlers in this match. So the acting, they don't really do a lot of acting when it comes to American. But there is language barrier. the goofy, like usually they they portray as goofy characters, or they just go out there and do their match, and that's it. Heenan was about mouthpiece. Yeah. Um, there was just so there was a lot. I'll I'll be real with you, and that's always is. That's not the the turn to your match necessarily. There was a lot. That match almost kind of made me forget the build, meaning the build was forgettable. But the match was spectacular. I don't feel right giving you five, but I'm okay. Give, give you me five. what you're getting. Okay, hey! <laughs> I was gonna say, yes, I love you. it. And you go bell to bell too. I was say, I, yeah. I, I don't do that, but well, I go bell to bell. Keith doesn't. Keith's about to show you what he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, that's great. Because you want a story, you come to me. I still did most of the book. No, no, no I, 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 I feel like Keith does bell to bell. He doesn't. Eh. Not the I way saw, I do bell to bell. We were I talking do, about this. I do, I do move for move. Yeah, we were talking about this. I do like spot, spot, elongated spot. Spot, spot, spots along it. Like, I have right. certain spots that I kind of get dig deep into. Speaking oh, of getting deep into it. No. Organicloving.com. <laughs> <laughs> 
Your body and the bodies you're loving deserve nothing but the best. Organic Lovin' is the only adult subscription box that includes eco-friendly body products from body-safe adult toys to sex-positive books and erotic seminars. Organic Lovin's online store has everything you and your partner or partners could ever need to heat things up. And right now, your friends at T13 Media want to take 10% off of your next order. Just go to OrganicLovin.com and use promo code T1THREE like the sound the bed makes when you check out Organic Lovin'. Love organically, purely, deeply, boldly. Hey, Organic Lovin' also sells body oils. So like all you wrestlers out there, if you need body oil, that's organic and natural. OrganicLovin.com, promo code T1THREE. That's where the rude ones get their oil from. Yeah. <laughs> Go. Uh, so the next match on our prelims is for the Hardcore Championship. Uh, it is a match where champion Steven Richards is defending against Terry Funk. Uh, the story begins. One more time. Repeat that. Uh, <laughs> champion Stevie Richards. Uh-huh. Steven, Steven, if you're yeah, I got that. I, I just need you to repeat it, not be an asshole. <laughs> okay yes sir for stevie richards versus terry funk oh okay that's what, what i thought you, you said all right go ahead oh. all right <clears throat> so after his victory agreed richards boasts about being the toughest man in the hardcore division he even says i put the hard in hardcore in a, <laughs> in a one-on-one interview with al snow Snow tries to speak to those who came before Richards, claiming that without their influence, there might never have even been a hardcore division for AWC. Uh, This infuriates Richards, and he gets in Snow's face. Best Stevie Richards impression, here it goes. You mean mean guys like you? Old-timers who would be better sitting comfortably behind a desk like you? Dinosaurs who need to wander off to the darkest corners of the arena and die already. Look at my face and look at this championship. Do you think I give a damn about any of those old timers? Guys like you, like Terry Funk, you're all just one Stevie kick away from sitting in a rocking chair outside the retirement home. Uh, Snow starts. <laughs> he kind of lost it there at the end. I did. I did. <laughs> I'll show you. You'll see. When you, <laughs> you sound just like Shawn Michaels. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> I thought it was going to be HB Shizzle. <laughs> we will break them. <laughs> it was up all night. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Al Snow starts to stand up for himself, um, but before he can, Stevie shoves him back down into his seat, steps back, and kicks Snow square in the jaw, slumping him in a chair. Slumber. <laughs> I hope that didn't happen. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny, uh, Kenny. He went. He said. He said. An enraged Richard screams in Al Snow's face as personnel rush in and try to separate him from Snow. After the commercial break, we see that during the break, Richard rushes back into the into the scene and continues to assault, assault Al Snow, throwing him into pipes, boxes, in the, in the backstage area. Uh, Stevie pummels Snow, threatening any officials that try to step in. Stevie drags Al Snow by his hair and leans him against the garage door, steps back, and positions for another Stevie kick, but before he can, 
Terry Funk rushes into the scene, branching a steel pipe. He swings it at Stevie, but Richards is able to duck and get away and escape the scene before getting attacked by Funk. Uh, officials step in to, to tend to snow as Funk plays defender. Uh, the following week, Stevie Richards uh, arrives to the arena and is approached by a member of the production crew, telling him that Stephanie McMahon would like to see him in her office immediately. Uh, later on, we see a clip of Stevie Richards leaving Stephanie's office, and when Stephanie is asked what was wrong with Richards, she says, Mr. Richards is just a bit upset about the announcement of his next challenger for the AWC Hardcore Championship. At Alpha Wrestling Championship All Out, the Hardcore Champion Stevie Richards will defend against Terry Funk. Uh, let's see. The week before All Out, Funk has a match scheduled against Finley. Um, Funk battles with Finley, but midway through the match, Funk is distracted when Al Snow is kicked in the face at the commentary spot by Stevie Richards. Uh, Richards runs away through the crowd and Finley is able to take advantage for a moment, but Funk is able to take control back in the match and is able to put Finley away. As the referee goes to raise Funk's hand, he's blindsided in the back by Stevie Richards, who is a return to the ringside area with a steel chair. Richards blasts Funk with chair shots and he wedges the chair in the corner, drapes Funk in front of the and steps back, loads up, and obliterates Funk's face with a Stevie kick to, uh, against the chair, uh, sandwiching Funk's head between his boot and the steel chair. Richard stands tall in the center of the ring as medical staff rush to the ring and try to help Funk, whose nose has been busted open. Uh, Funk refuses assistance from anyone as he stumbles his way to the back. Later, we see Stevie uh, walking out of the arena uh, with his bags in the Hardcore Championship. And off camera, we hear, Richards! As Funk shouts, get your scrawny ass over here and finish what you started in the ring. Uh, and he slams the steel pipe against the wall, swinging at Stevie. Uh, Stevie is having none of this and makes a break for his car. Funk chases him down and climbs on top of the hood. And Funk is pounding on top of the hood with the, car, with the pipe, uh, blood still dripping from his face and nose. Uh, Stevie is finally able to skirt out of the garage, spilling Funk, Funk off of the hood. Funk gets to his feet and is swarmed again by medical personnel and Stephanie McMahon, who are eventually able to calm him down and address his medical condition. At All Out, <clears throat> Funk makes his way to the ring, sporting his traditional red and black, red, black, and white striped tights, matching headband, and white cutoff shirt with the words Stevie sucks eggs written in black across the shirt. <laughs> uh, the crowd chant for Funk as he rolls him up in the ring. Funk slides out of the ring and starts to throw or starts searching under the, the, the apron for weapons uh, while the crowd is going wild. He pulls out chair after chair after chair after chair, tossing them into the ring, grabbing trash cans, metal sheets, kendo sticks, and even some tables. Uh, Stevie Richards' music plays, and the hardcore champion makes his way out to the ring wearing his Blue World Order gear, uh, quickly sliding in the ring before Funk can and grabbing a steel chair. Uh, Funk, or, sorry, Stevie guards the ring from Funk as Terry attempts to slide in, but Stevie swings the chair down, making a loud clash against the other chairs. 
in the ring. Uh, Funk walks towards the steps and tries to get in the ring that way. But again, Richard swings a chair wildly at Funk. He screams out, I'm going to knock your damn head off and finish you for good, old man. Uh, shouts Richards. And then I'm going to kick your friend's face again. And he points his chair at Al Snow at commentary. Uh, Funk fakes a slide into the ring, causing Richards to swing. And Funk grabs onto the chair, and the two struggle for a moment. Funk is able to yank the chair, causing Stevie to come tumbling to the outside of the ring. Uh, Funk swings the chair at Stevie, but Richard is able to move, causing Funk to drop the chair. Uh, Richards pounces on Funk and begins to pummel him on the outside with punches, chops, and kicks. Funk battles back with punches and chops of his own. Funk bashes, or here's some spots for the match, though. Uh, uh, Funk bashes Stevie with a metal sheet uh, to the admiration of the crowd. Stevie superplexes Funk onto a, the pile of chairs in the ring. Funk attempts a pile driver on the outside, but Richards is able to reverse it into a back body drop to the floor. Uh, Funk is able to get back to his feet eventually and grabs a chair and runs towards Stevie, but Stevie is able to Stevie kick the chair back into Funk's face, re-breaking his nose, busting his nose open. Uh, Funk falls backwards onto the announce table as Stevie mounts Funk and punches him right in the face, right in front of Al Snow. Uh, Funk starts to claw at Stevie's eyes, momentarily blinding him, <coughs> and Stevie steps back. Funk throws a chair at it, just like hurls a chair at his face, right? Like the Sabu Holy spot. set-up chair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Stevie steps back and Funk hurls a chair at his head. Funk sets up a table and goes to try to slam Richards, but Richards thumbs him in the eye, uh, pulls out a metal pipe from under the ring, and smashes it against back, uh, Funk's back and legs. Uh, Richards throws Funk back into the ring and goes for the pin, but Funk kicks out and immediately rolls up to his knees and starts to like slap himself, acting all crazy in the ring. Uh, Richards chops and punks, punches and kicks him, but Funk is to no avail for Funk. He feeds off the crowd and begins screaming at Stevie, you think this is tough? You think you're tough? This is fucking tough. And Funk hops to his feet and Stevie's had or punches Stevie backing him up against the ropes as Funk charges Richards with a clothesline knocking him over the top rope as both men go spilling out and crashing through the table on the outside. Uh, they slowly pick themselves up and Funk slams Richards face onto the announce table with Al Snow standing and cheering him right along. Uh Richards is able to get away from him momentarily and reaches under the ring again and pulls out uh, a roll of barbed wire. As Richards wraps the wire around his taped wrist, grabs Funk, and in front of the announce table, starts rubbing the, the barbed wire across him like in front of Al Snow. Uh, let's see. Richards sets up Funk for a Stevie kick, but Funk drops to his knees and low blows Richards as he goes for the kick. Uh... Stevie is eventually able to get to his feet as Funk goes to swing at him. Richards ducks. They attack from Funk and is able to hit him with a Stevie kick again. Funk falls backwards and Richards goes for the cover. One, two, but Funk kicks out. Richards sits up flustered and flabbergasted that he hasn't been able to put Funk down. Richard grabs another steel chair from the ring, wedges it into the corner, and drags Funk by the hair to the corner. Stevie steps back, lines up, 
and goes for a Stevie kick against the chair. But this time, Funk is able to roll out of the way. Stevie's leg kicks through the chair, through the corner. Uh, Funk punches Stevie into the corner with his... Uh... Oh, shit, I forgot. So Funk took uh, uh, glue and rubbed his fingers in... Um... Wait, never mind. I'm sorry. I cut that out. That's why this is wrong. <laughs> Rewind. Damone, cut that out. <laughs> no. Funk punches Stevie in the corner. Funk punches Stevie into the corner, uh, drags Stevie to the middle of the ring, and sets him up for a pile driver. He adjusts his positioning, rears back, and lifts Stevie's legs into the air, dropping him on his head onto the pile of chairs. Funk rolls over to cover Stevie for the one, two, three, and becomes the new AWC Hardcore Champion. How? What was the finish again? Can you re repeat that? So Funk is able to battle back punching Stevie into the corner and just pummel and pummel, punch and punch and punch him. Uh, uh, Funk pulls him into the center of the ring, sets him up for a pile driver and pile drives him on the pile of chairs that he thrown in, had thrown into the ring at the beginning of the match. Um, just like right on the middle of the pile. Pile driver pins him one, two, three. So Funk won? Yes. Okay. Mm. Okay. Um, who wants to go first? I'll go. Okay. Um, I give it a four point two five. Okay. It was a little, it was a little nasty. Little, 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 some, some was a little nasty, but, but I, I can get past it. But <laughs> overall, the match was a good match. But you know, I'm not really into that death match kind of thing. But I understand there's, there's, a, there's an audience for it. So I wanted to make it like as close to like. Like Matthew. as hardcore as I could, but without like setting you over the limit. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you went over the limit. I'm gonna say that <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna give you 4.25. This is still a good match. Yeah, it's a little nasty. Like I said, I know there's people out there that like that kind of thing, but yeah. Well, and I figure like the the nose is a little bit better than like the forehead because it's kind of like a. I mean, in a fight, a fight, you know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh god. god. No, go ahead. Okay. Um, now that you pointed it out, I feel like the nose break, nosebleed is kind of a cop out. Um, <laughs> I also didn't like the, I didn't like the Blue World Order gear at all. Oh, I, I, also, I needed, I also needed to put one thing in there. It's the Blue World Order gear, but it says Stevie World Order instead of blue. I thought you had, I thought you, for some reason, I thought you were using uh, right to censor Stevie Ray, Stephen. Ray. No. Oh no. I thought that was mentioned last time. No. no, that was you're confusing that with me because I did have yeah he said and Stevie Richards I should have used I should have used fucking right to censor Stevie Richards and made him the hardcore champion. That was honestly is that was fucking genius. Yeah, that would have been their best plan. Um, but I didn't think of that. So right. uh, <laughs> um, also. I feel like you did the pile of chair, chair spot too many times. Like I feel like you did it like two or three times. Eventually, the pile of chairs has got to like not be a pile anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying like Funk like just started throwing chairs. Like he's you throwing, he's he's throwing all the chairs in there. That's how he's he was throwing them in there. All no, of I, the chairs. I get that, but at some point, if you're doing the spot repeatedly. 
Um, and we talked about repeated spots, repeating big spots over and over again. I kind of feel like you did that there. I'm still going to give you a a 3.75. I also feel like the the matchup is kind of funky. Uh, yeah. no, pun, no, pun in, no pun intended. But <laughs> Stevie Richards and Terry Funk. Also, I felt like this was leading towards something involving Al Snow, and Al Snow was not really involved it's until maybe maybe it will like be the next look at one Travis's but... eye was a, i told you so no it was that, a, that, it's, it's, a, what it that looked like. it's a no it wasn't no it wasn't it's it, a, i did say that i did time. say that but it was my responsibility to put the spot in there so it was my 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 fuck up well, so yeah, grew yeah. on his finger. All right, <laughs> really so, what he did with it. He's got grew on his finger. Uh, did you do we, the kickboxer spot where he broke glass and put no, his glue? No, we should have though. We should have done that, but we did close. <laughs> we had to take it out. We had to take it out. Take out that spot so we didn't repeat the same spots. Not the same exact spot, but the same kind of spot later in the show. Just wait. Just wait till the end of the show, and you'll we'll tell you what it is. All right. So I like the matchup, but. With the story, I felt like it should have been El Snow and Steven Richards. Terry Funk, I feel like, just kind of showed up and was just there. And he, he just because he mentioned it, mentioned I mean, it. yeah. I, I, I did. Mean, I, like I, I honestly, and I honestly probably would have preferred to see El Snow versus. I think if I would have given you guys, or we would have given you guys. Al Snow versus Stevie Richards, y'all would have given us point fucking yeah, five. Because no, like like, I, I did a hardcore match between Hardcore Holly and Al Snow, and you guys gave me shit. I like El Snow. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought I, I think that with that build, it would have been better. I but feel here's like, the thing: is like it wouldn't like have been. Talk was random, or you could have had you could have had a three way dance. You could have found a way to make it a three way dance or something. Okay. Yeah, because honestly, I don't know why Terry Funk, outside of being called out, but I don't think Terry Funk really cares. And it about wasn't. That. It was like why he was involved. Right. It was like a like why is just like why does he care about Al Snow? It was just mentioned. That was that he was his name was just mentioned, and then he was like, "You rang." I mean, he started the hardcore scene. I understand that, but it it still is just so fucking random. And then all of a sudden, it was his few instead of Al Snow's, who was originally the one getting shit talked to. I mean, he's I been just, in all the hardcore matches anyway. Yeah, Al Snow's retired. This isn't like this isn't WWE attitude, Al Snow. This is TNA. Management. But, also, but you would also think Al Snow would have gotten involved in some way in the match because especially since it's that's fair hardcore right he would have okay. been involved nothing... somewhere right uh i didn't hate it as much as demone did i, I didn't hate it 3.75 isn't a hate yeah it's not a bad score it, i mean it's in the y'all, threes. y'all y'all freaking y'all i'm going spoiled. With, i'm going with a, i'm gonna go with the four just a flat four okay y'all spoiled okay. I didn't hate it, but oh, and I didn't like the Terry Funk one. I personally think that Stephen Richards should have won. Really, I preferred if you're gonna have Stephen Richards with that title, I prefer he continue. And I think Terry Funk should have put Stephen Richards over. Terry That's Funk is an easy title. A very good point. He should have given the rub. You know what? Make mine a three point seven. <laughs> Give me my fucking nickel. Hey, hey, hey! You made a very good you, point about. I don't think you could say about, that word. <laughs> it's not on the, it's not on the band list. Once. It's not on the band list yet. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, also, was that um, match brought to you by Hall's cough drops? 
<laughs> that is I a dry. Waiting. That is a dry voice. Feed. <laughs> <laughs> watch. I got. I got points taken off for my Vince McMahon impression. I should get take points off your. I did. who took points off your Vince McMahon impression? Keith did. Keith <laughs> did. I didn't actually though. I just it, I did. put J.K. after it. Uh, sure. Like, he yeah, did, but that, that. that's he just how you JK. cover it up. That's how you cover up your tracks. They both drank a fan, fan right, paper smoothie exactly. before they came out. All right, <laughs> are you guys switching? No, I don't think so. No, nope, it's him. So the next match that we have for our prelims is for the European Championship. Wait, match. this is still the prelims? Yes. Are you serious right now, bro? <laughs> WrestleMania, baby. I got All like, out. I'm going to sleep at 11:30. I this gotta is... be up by five. Well, then you should go okay. to bed now, bitch. Okay, I don't care old timer. Now. I gotta be up at five. I don't give a shit. I gotta go to work. <laughs> All right, well, stop interrupting me and <laughs> present. Let's go. We can start so, these shows earlier. You're the one that wanted to wait till nine p.m. to do these, and then didn't show up till nine thirty. Hey, I would have hey, been out at nine. Dorks, fight about this later. <laughs> <laughs> so this is for the European Championship uh, match between champion Ken Shamrock and challenger Steve Blackman. <laughs> Oh, do you want your rating now? Because I <laughs> none of the rest matters. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. I'll give you a chance. I like Steve Black. Oh, right? this is uh, this is this is this is fatty match all over again. <laughs> <laughs> Getting those vibes. <laughs> so, since winning the European Championship, Ken Shamrock has savagely and viciously dominated his opponents, using his technical wrestling prowess to manhandle and overpower anyone foolish enough to step into the ring. After each match, the rest of Prime continue the savagery by attacking the helpless opponent that Shamrock has just made submit. Eric Bischoff praises his act, the actions of Prime, stating AWC needs more competitors like Prime. Harken back to the days of ancient Rome where gladiators would put their lives on the line for the enjoyment of the screaming crowd of people. Ken Shamrock is the lion among lambs who dares steps in the ring with who dares to step into the lion's den and challenge the most dangerous and lethal fighter in AWC. The crowd is silent while there is no answer to the call. Hey dog. Sorry. The dog <laughs> answers the call. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> there you have dog. it, says Lana. No one is senseless enough to even dare wrestle, answer the challenge. <laughs> I'm as surprised as you are. <clears throat> there is no man who can match the raw power and technical ability of the European champion. No one can match his fierceness. No one can match the ferocity of prime. Get on your feet and cheer for your forever champion, Kin Sham. Lana is interrupted by the sound of Steve Blackman's music. <sighs> this one's going to be it, tough Kenny. because I cannot remember how Steve Blackman sounds because I don't think he's ever talked. He's just normal. He's just a normal <laughs> voice, normal. isn't he? Right. Yeah. Lana, would you please do it? <laughs> That's all my... Use <laughs> oh, no. your voice. Who cares? Oh, no. He turned into fucking Mr. <laughs> to Nick Fury. Like, <laughs> turned into Samuel so Jackson. That was, that was all my <laughs> Rangers. <laughs> so I aim to keep you. Lana, would you please do us all a favor 
and shut the hell up. I am so sick of Prime and your brutal attacks on the competitors of AWC. Shamrock, you are a rabid animal, and rabid, animal, rabid animals need to be dealt with. As he says this, Owen Hart and Lance Storm hop out of the ring and begin to storm towards Blackman. As they do, Blackman pulls out a pair of Escrima sticks. Escrima? Escrima? I say it with a Spanish accent. Escrima? <laughs> I don't know. Aren't they, didn't you use nunchucks? Uh, no, they're the, they're the like, Escrima they're sticks. sticks. Yeah. They're like, they're like night sticks almost. But okay. without the extra, like, without the extra stick. Yeah. Without yeah. the extra, the handle. They're just like little thin sticks. Yeah. Uh, as they do, Blackman pulls out a pair of Eskrima sticks and beats down the two men, incapacitating them. You see, whack. When dealing with wild animals, whack. You must whack. Assert whack. Your dominance, whack, whack, whack. An, ex <laughs> an exasperated Blackman beats down Hart and Storm. Uh, Shamrock starts to leave the ring, but Lana and Bischoff hold him back. Yeah, that's right. Listen to your handler and stay in there like a good little boy. This infuriates Shamrock, who's pacing in the ring back and forth like a caged animal. Bischoff and Lana are attempting to calm him down. <clears throat> now that I've taken care of your hyenas, whack! Why don't you put that European championship on the line right here, right now? And the crowd goes wild. An enraged Shamrock screams out, You want it? You got it! And the crowd cheers, but their cheers don't last as Eric Bischoff takes to the microphone. You really think you can come out here, viciously attack AWC competitors with a weapon and demand a championship opportunity? Who exactly the hell do you think you are? Just then, Lana leans in and whispers in Eric Bischoff's ear. He nods and says, well, that's a fine idea, Lana. AWC is the land of opportunity, and being the land of opportunity, I'm going to give you the chance to earn a championship opportunity against the European champion. Uh, you will have to win a handicap match against these two hyenas, as you call them, tonight. Oh, and don't even think of bringing those weapons with you, because if the referee sees them, uh, he's going to disqualify you immediately. Blackman nods and whacks Heart and Storm one more time before leaving to the back. Is he the, do is he the dog whisperer? <laughs> <laughs> Steve Blackman, dog whisperer. Uh, so during the, the, the two-on-one match, Heart and Storm do their best to punish Blackman, but the two are visibly in pain from his attacks. Uh, Blackman uses his striking ability and bicycle kick finisher to put the two away and secure the win. But before Blackman can celebrate, Shamrock hits the ring, attacking Blackman like the wild animal pouncing on their prey. He screams out, you think you earned anything? The only thing you earned is a one-way ticket to the emergency room. Shamrock locks in the ankle lock, twisting and ripping at blank, uh, Blackman's leg. Uh... The referee is finally able to get Shamrock to release the hold and Prime leave the ring. Shamrock holding on to his championship uh, title. The following week, Blackman is in the training room being evaluated and the trainer is 
uh, tells him that he is medically cleared to compete, but if he has any intentions of having a long career, he cannot recommend stepping into the ring again with Prime. Suddenly, Eric Bischoff comes into, scene, into the scene and says, Did you hear that? You're medically cleared. That's wonderful news, because now you can have your match tonight against Prime. But don't worry. This is not a, scheduled as a two-on-one match. This is a tag team match. So as long as you can find someone to be your partner, you'll have a two-on-two match. And Bischoff leaves the training room. Prime makes their way to the ring with Lana on commentary and Shamrock by her side. Owen Hart and Lance Storm are in the, wing, are in the ring awaiting Steve Blackman. He makes his way out to the ring, and on commentary we hear, Oh, it looks like the poor little Steve Blackman is all by his lonesome. I told you, there is no one in that locker room that would dare get into the ring with Prime. Uh, Blackman does his best to keep his own during the match, utilizing quick strikes and attempting to keep the legal member of Prime away from his corner. Hart and Storm are able to gain the upper hand and use aggressive tag team tactics on Blackman, fo focusing their attacks on his ankles. Lana is trash-talking Blackman on commentary as Shamrock watches along to the side, laughing as Prime does their best to soften up his challenger. Blackman is able to create some separation and build up some momentum, and Lana is growing more and more angry as the match goes on. Shamrock has gotten out of his seat and is now pacing in front of the announce table, yelling at Prime to do their job. Blackman bicycle kicks Storm, knocking him out of the ring, and Hart goes for a spinning heel kick, but Blackman is able to avoid it, hits the ropes, and nails Hart with another bicycle kick. As Blackman goes for the pin, Shamrock bursts into the ring and tries to lock in an ankle lock, but Blackman is narrowly able to slip out of the ring and to the to the apron floor. Uh, Blackman is not out of the woods yet, however, because Hart and Storm have gotten to their feet on either side of him and have trapped him on the outside of the ring. Uh, Blackman is quickly scrambles under the ring and pulls out a black bag that he quickly reaches into and pulls out his escrima sticks uh, that he quickly uses on Hart and Storm, battering them on the outside. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Lana shouts at Shamrock to leave the ring to avoid being injured. Uh, and as she makes her way around to the ramp, Prime is able to scurry off and leave the arena. Uh, Shamrock steaming with anger. Um, on the go home show before All Out, Prime is in the ring, and Lana and Shamrock are on the microphone to talk about their challenger for the European Championship. They are quickly interrupted on the big on the uh, Alphatron by Steve Blackman, who's in the backstage area outside of Prime's locker room. Uh, he looks at the camera and says, "Let's see what we find in here, shall we?" And Blackman bicycle kicks the door off of its hinges. Uh, we see him walk through the door into their locker room as Shamrock directs Hart and Storm to get back there. Uh, the two men run, hop out of the ring, and run towards the backstage area. When suddenly, Steve Blackman emerges from the crowd uh, with scrimmage sticks in hand. He charges into the ring at Shamrock, swinging them wildly with both hands. Uh, Shamrock does everything he can to dodge his attacks, uh, but Hart and Storm quickly come rushing back out to the ring immediately. The three surround Bra Blackman in the ring, and he tries to swing at them, holding them off for a moment, but the numbers 
and animalistic instincts of Prime catch up to him as Storm is able to grab and grapevine his ankle, trapping him while the others attack. Prime are like a pack of dogs pouncing on Blackman and taking him down with Hart and Storm holding Blackman's arms back. Lana gets in the ring or gets into the ring and into Blackman's face and screams, you thought you could make fools of us? I knew you would try something slick. And look at you now. Face it. Ken Shamrock is stronger, smarter, and a better fighter than you will ever be. And she slaps him across the face. Uh, Shamrock picks up the escrimmage sticks, bashes Blackman in the leg while the other two hold him down. And he holds up the sticks, like holds them up, spits on them, and then breaks them over his knee. <clears throat> he tosses the splintered sticks up the ramp. Prime stands Blackman up and Heart and Storm nail Heart of the Storm as Prime circles Blackman and Shamrock locks in an ankle lock on the injured leg. Referees and officials try to break it up but cannot get in the ring as Heart and Storm are preventing them from getting in. Shamrock finally relinquishes the lock and Lana hands him the European Championship and Prime stand tall in the ring. So, finally make it to All Out. <clears throat> At All Out, we see Steve Blackman in the trainer's room getting his ankle heavily taped with Stephanie McMahon by his side. By his side. Blackman nods to the trainer. Uh, this is all done with, like, no audio. Like, they're doing a, the commentary team is just commenting on it. You can't, like, see or hear what they're saying. You just see him nod to the trainer and signaling that he's feeling all right. <clears throat> Blackman makes his entrance first, visibly, visibly limping on his injured ankle. Shamrock enters next with Lana right behind him. The match starts with Bruce Buffer making an introduction. Uh, he introduces the champion first and then the challenger, but when he introduces Blackman, Shamrock does a quick kick to his ankle that drops Blackman down to the mat, showing how weak his ankle is right now. Uh, the referee restores order and rings the bell, and the match starts with the two squaring off. Uh, this start off this match kind of looks like what you would see like the first couple uh, UFC fights where it was like uh, a karate man versus like an MMA wrestler, <laughs> um, where you see them just kind of circling each other and kind of mm -hmm. feeling out for a second as best they can. Uh, Shamrock's on the offensive, uh, looking to try to shoot and trying to create an opening to grapple Blackman. Uh, he kicks at the injured leg that nearly takes Blackman down off his feet. <clears throat> Blackman, however, is keeping his distance from Shamrock, throwing jabs and strikes and attempts to keep the dangerous man at bay. Uh, Shamrock tries to shoot up for Blackman's leg, but is blocked by Blackman, and the two roll on the mat for a bit, kind of sparring off. Uh, Uh, before getting separated by the referee and back to their feet. <clears throat> Shamrock charges right at Blackman, but Blackman throws a wild strike to nearly take Shamrock's head off. They back into the corner and the ref separates them again, with Shamrock getting angrier and angrier and threatening the referee. Blackman takes advantage of, this distract of the distracted Shamrock and rocks him with a number of good strikes to the face. Uh, Shamrock is able to cover, cover up and weather the storm of strikes from Blackman until Shamrock can slip one or slip under Blackman's strikes, lifting him up for a front suplex. Uh, some more spots of the match would include 
Shamrock working over Blackman's leg and ankle so drastically that it begins to affect Blackman's striking ability. So he's not able to get plant and make his strikes. Um, at one point in the match, Blackman is unable to stand and must fend off Shamrock from a seated position in the mat. Kind of like when you see, I don't know what fighting style it falls under, but when one fighter is just kind of scooting on the mat on their on their butt and the other is trying to like circle around him and he's just kind of striking from the floor. <clears throat> uh, Lana helps Shamrock whenever she can, swiping at the ankles of Blackman from the, from the outside of the ring. Blackman does a... Uh, does build momentum and uses his adrenaline to stay on his feet. He strikes Shamrock, backing him up against the ropes, uh, using judo throws and maneuvers to take Shamrock down whenever he can. He builds up some steam, and again, Lana starts to get involved, getting up onto the apron and distracting the referee. Blackman and the referee are shouting at Lana to get down, back out down to the floor. When Shamrock grabs Blackman and spins him around, Blackman ducks under the haymaker from Shamrock, hits the ropes, and goes for a bicycle kick. Shamrock is able to avoid the attack. With Blackman nearly or Blackman nearly hitting him, he ducks out of the way. Blackman almost knocks or kicks towards Lana. He doesn't actually kick her, but he gets close enough to where she falls off of the ring um, and falls to the floor. For a moment, Blackman looks concerned and back to check on Lana. But Shamrock is not concerned at all and continues to go after Blackman, grabbing for him from behind and going for a German suplex. Uh, Blackman is able to counter, flipping out, and, but showing that his ankles still hurt. Uh, Blackman gathers himself, dodges another tack from Shamrock, and goes for a bicycle kick. But Shamrock is able to pick his leg out of the air and lock him in an ankle lock. Blackman's flailing around the ring, struggling to get free, but Shamrock is viciously wrenching on his ankle as Blackman screams out in pain while Shamrock is just roaring in the ring like a lion. Shamrock makes one last twist and Blackman is forced to tap out. Ken Shamrock winning and retaining the European Championship. Five. 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 It's like half of Ty Dillinger. Five. 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 Is it safe to say I didn't like any of it? No, it's not safe to say that at all. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't like it. Uh, I didn't like I didn't like Lana. I didn't like the matchup. Maybe okay, but did you not like? And I didn't even like it in real life. So I don't like that. I didn't like. I thought those matches were boring. I I watched those matches. I found I found them boring. I didn't I didn't like it. I That's forget, cool. they would have been around at the same time, yeah. Yeah, they were around they were. right there. They had the fucking Lions Den match. I wanted that to do a Lions Den match, 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 but I was like... That. so much. That was a terrible match. <laughs> I would have vetoed a fucking Lions Den <laughs> <laughs> like, nah. I was going to have it in the basement of Stu Hart. <laughs> I, I'm giving you a three. Okay. Okay, that's not as bad as I thought you I thought well, I thought I was getting a point five. I was going, yeah. Kenny, okay, you can go next. <sighs> This is where I come in with the real rating. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't a fan of this at all either. But I wasn't as nice as Mike was, though. <laughs> I think your impersonations was what kept me in it, but I didn't like it. I I, I gave you all 2.25 on this match. Damn. Oof. Yeah, I didn't like it. Come on, the moment. Um. 
So there's things I do like. So I like I like that Ken Shamrock won because I think I like that you're keeping him dominant. I don't mind the Lana stuff because I can see Lana doing that because it's kind of a Rusev situation. Um, and her best work is at with the accent. Um, oh, for sure. That's my point too far. But there are there are definitely things I don't necessarily care for. Um, like the repeated beatdowns just for him to end up losing anyway. Um, that does suck. That was that was my bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, not really. Like that was. I mean, that's their mo. Like they've been beating down everyone. Like. Yeah, but it was kind of like, oh, they beat him down and he lost. Right. There's no glimmer. I, I don't. I don't really care about Blackman anymore. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say. I'll say in in the defense of what they're saying is I think I picked the wrong winner, <laughs> partially right. because I was really listening to the build and I was almost rooting for Blackman and I knew who, I'm I picked who won. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, if you're you you almost people, booked you almost booked Steve Blackman too good, Keith. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, if you're gonna book him to like get beat down and overcome and then he doesn't overcome, it was kind of a waste of my goddamn uh, time. <laughs> uh, Newsflash, dorks. You don't always <laughs> overcome. Hey, that's yeah, like, true. That's true. Yeah, but yeah. Like when ask, you guys ask Ricky Steamboat. Fuck Ricky Steamboat. Kenny knew it was coming. He knew. Um, <laughs> and that's on Neji. I'm gonna give you a three point eighty one. What? Okay. Hey, that's fine. We'll take the dime. We'll you take the Three point one. Three dollars and ten cents. Don't argue with it. Just to... Take your ten cents and keep pushing. Yeah, we'll, keep, we'll take the dime. Yeah, we'll I'll take the dime. I'll take the dime, but I'll go to the bank today. Like, <laughs> get some change out. The mom did. Yeah, I got that roll of coins. Are we in the main show now? Yes. Okay. God. Four hours later. Shut up. Literally, like getting to the main show is the exact same time we ha- actually watch it. <laughs> 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 happens. Um, so, I'm hoping it's like a two match main show. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no nope. Iron Man matches. You got twelve right. matches for right. it. You got a tournament. That's right. Yep. Tw- twelve tournaments actually. <laughs> all, run- all running at the same time. Nope. Nope. Individually, it's it is a four day. Event that doesn't stop. You guys in four days. I'm going to bed at eleven thirty. Twenty four hour pay per view. All right. Well, let me get through this so, so I can get through as much as I can before Mike goes to bed and he's asked to listen to the rest later. Uh, Stephanie McMahon and Eric Bischoff announced on this just in with Justin Roberts that they will be putting on the first ever AWC Money in the Bank ladder match at AWC All Out. Sixteen men will compete in eight singles matches to decide who will enter the match and compete for a title opportunity at any time of their choosing. Uh, the preliminary matches were Christian Cage versus Dean Malenko, with Christian Cage winning. Ken Shamrock versus Sami Zayn, with Sami Zayn winning. Chris Bay versus Psychosis, with uh, Chris Bay winning. Kevin Owens versus X Pac, with Kevin Owens winning. Shelton Benjamin versus Stevie Richards, with Shelton Benjamin winning. Kofi Kingston versus Owen Hart, with Kofi Kingston winning. Uh, JBL versus Terry Funk with JBL Ew. winning <laughs> and Billy Gunn versus Landstorm with Billy Gunn winning. Okay. Can I say one thing? Yeah. And I'm not going to ding you for it for previous matches because we're past that, but I don't like that you had two of your champions uh, lose in that tournament. I feel like you should have just kept them out. Eh, that's fine. For a positive, Chris Bay versus Psychosis would have been a lit match. It would have been. 
Yeah. Um, but, you, but you just spent all this time building up. Only, only one of my champions lost. Well, he came into the pay-per-view as a champion. Um, Stevie Richards and... Um, oh, you're right, you're right, right, you're right. Never and, mind, you're right, you're uh, right, you're right. You're right. I saw... I, sorry, I didn't... I forgot that I had Stevie Richards in here. I was like, yeah. I only Ken Shamrock's in here. Yeah, and you just don't um, know Ken Shamrock is this monster, and then he loses in the first round. It happens. It happens. It's not a round. There's not a round. It it's not, it's, it's just a match, a single match to get in. It's not a tournament. Okay. He, a single... he, he loses in his single match if you just told me how dominant he was. Right. Got All right. Well, he got screwed by, by Steve Blackman. Shut the fuck up. Okay, right? <laughs> I, I knew that. That works. I just said it. That would have worked. You just heard me say it. <laughs> you just said it last match. <laughs> well, didn't it was didn't need to. You don't need to know every every single spot that happens. Yeah, with you <laughs> That's how you tell uh, a story, motherfucker. You gotta you gotta watch you gotta watch the YouTube yeah, you gotta, show. You gotta watch it. You gotta watch AWC Dark. Yep. Well, that's and, too that's too much work. You, you gotta watch the main show. Being, you gotta watch being, our, our secondary being, show that's on Tuesdays. Being, being the Alpha. You gotta watch Being the Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, shut up, shut up. Let me let me CBW Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> my last word, bitch. <laughs> the uh, so the go home segment uh, show has a segment where each competitor gets an opportunity to say why they should be the winner of the match, but it quickly devolves into an argument between JBL and Billy Gunn, and then the brawl uh, between all the competitors breaks out. All right, now time for the the good old attires. Christian Cage comes out wearing black tights with gold trim and red black red backsplash for the logo. Uh, Kofi Kingston, what? Yes, this You're, is the match. No. It's a fucking Money in the Bank match. The, the story <laughs> is that they want to be Money in the Bank. Oh, I said I'm sorry. I thought you heard me say that. <laughs> Kofi Kingston's wearing purple and yellow Lakers inspired gear because they are in Los Angeles. God bless you. Thank you. Kevin Owens is wearing a white shirt with red logos and white shorts. Sami Zayn is wearing tights that have the flag of every country he's worked on in on them. Um, Shelton Benjamin is wearing gold trunks with maroon trim to honor the Minnesota Gophers. His, his alma mater. JBL is wearing black trunks with JBL and gold on the back. Billy Gunn's wearing hot pink trunks with white trim and accents. And Chris Bay is wearing white pants with orange trim. Does it say ass man on Billy Gunn's tights? Uh, no, it says Mr. Ass. Does it have little kisses on it? Yes. Awesome. Uh, so it's a, so everyone begins brawling. Um, sorry. Everyone begins brawling, and then a shoulder block from JBL to Kofi Kingston, followed by a scoop power slam from JBL to Chris Bay, and then a um, Billy Gunn answers JBL's scoop power slam with a scoop power slam to Sami Zayn, and then follows up with a one and only from uh, Billy Gunn to Shelton Benjamin. Christian Cage hits a stun gun and then a spear to Christian or to Kofi Kingston. Uh, blue thunder bomb from Sami Zayn to Christian Cage, and then a big boot from JBL to Shelton Benjamin, followed by a swinging neckbreaker from JBL to Sami Zayn. Uh, after the swinging neckbreaker, Kevin Owens picks him up, picks Sami Zayn up, and hits a stenalizer. Uh, then Billy Gunn hits a running DDT onto JBL, followed by a gunslinger to Christian Cage. Uh, when Billy Gunn turns around, he gets hit by a stunner from Billy Gunn, followed by uh, then a capture suplex to the floor from Kevin Owens to Shelton Benjamin. Uh, Sami Zayn hits a double pump handle Uranagi crush to Christian Cage. Uh, then a clothesline from hell from JBL to Billy Gunn. Rolling Yoshitonic from uh, Sami Zayn to JBL. 
And then a push-up drop kick from Sami Zayn to Kevin Owens. So he goes to like hit him with a pop-up power bomb and he gets drop kicked instead. Uh then all the baby faces are looking around and they see that all of the all of the heels are laying on the floor. Or the laying on the not the floor, I'm sorry, the, the, the mat. And they look at each other and they look around to the crowd. And they all signal to the corners. They all four get on their corners and hit simultaneous 450 splashes onto the heels. Uh, Fisherman suplex off the apron onto the floor from Sami Zayn to Shelton Benjamin's next. Uh, followed by a slingshot pile driver to the outside from uh, by Bay to Kingston. And then a sunset flip power bomb off the apron to the outside by Chris Bay to Shelton Benjamin. Bombay uh, springboard crucifix driver from Bay to Sami Zayn off the ladder on the outside. Uh, vertical suplex pa- to the power slams like the jackhammer from Billy Gunn to Chris Bay. Uh, springboard step up in Zaguri. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I skipped a spot. Sorry. Hold on. So um, Billy Gunn sets up the ladder in the, in the ring and starts to climb up to grab the briefcase, but JBL runs up the ladder too, and they start hitting each other spot or punch for punch on the top. But then they both get hit with springboard step up in Zaguri's from um, Kofi Kingston and Shelton Benjamin knocking them off the ladder and crashing to the mat. And Kingston and Benjamin are now fighting on top of the, the ladder. Um, and then springboard arm drag off the ladder from Shelton Benjamin to Kofi Kingston. Um, Kevin Owens hits a 450 splash onto Chris Bay. Sit out power bomb off the apron to the floor uh, from Kevin Owens to Christian Cage. Uh, but JBL comes over and pushes uh, pushes Kevin Owens. Said, "No, nah, that's not how you do it. That's not how you do a good power bomb." He put, picks up Christian Cage and does the the cigar the cigar rub the cigar into his back. Picks him up and power bombs him into the um, into the barricade. Kevin Owens says, no, 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 that's not how you do a good power bomb. <laughs> and Christian Cage, he grabs Christian Cage up off the ground, picks him up, pop up power bomb into the side of the ring. That's uh, the and hardest then, part. Yeah, that's the hardest part of the ring. <laughs> uh, <laughs> spring, uh, springboard swag surf from uh, Chris Bay to JBL. That's where he jumps on the back of you and then stomps on your back to knock you down. And then um, as... Kevin Owens starting to climb back into the ring. Sami Zayn starts fighting with him. Steps out to the to the apron and, and drops Kevin Owens with a brain buster onto the apron nope. to Kevin Owens, which is the hardest part of the ring, by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on the other side of the ring, you've got uh, Billy Gunn and Kofi Kingston battling it out, and uh, Billy Gunn hits a pile driver onto the floor from uh, or from Billy Gunn to Kofi Kingston, and then. He stands up and gets hit with a dive through the corner tornado DDT uh, from Sami Zayn. You know, the one where he dives through the turnbuckles. Uh, you say something, what? The one where he dives through the ring and does the DDT. It's a, what? The one. Nothing. Go on. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Um, so then there's a Yokosuka DDT from Bay to Sami Zayn off the barricade to the floor. Um, running toward the DDT off the steel steps from Christian Cage to Kevin Owens, followed by a springboard suicide Arabian press from uh, Shelton Benjamin to JBL, Christian Cage, and Kevin Owens. Uh, Benjamin hits a diving neckbreaker slam onto Sami Zayn. Uh, sure and I, I don't know if I said that right, from Chris Bay to Billy Gunn off the ladder. Uh, springboard F5 to the barricade from Shelton Benjamin to Chris Bay. How does that work? 
He's holding him. He's holding him like this with his head, and he has one hand onto the on the top rope. He steps onto the middle rope, jumps off, and hits the okay. hits the F five on the. I was like, how does that work? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he jumped off. Was like, no. <laughs> uh, so everybody's starting to pile up on the outside, and uh, Shelton Benjamin's climbing the ladder inside the ring, and he sees everybody stand, starting to stand up on the outside. Hits a Centon Atomico uh, from the from the ladder to the outside on all other competitors outside. Yeah. Um, first people starting to get to their feet after that is uh, Christian Cage and Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn lifts up uh, Christian Cage, but Christian Cage hits him with a falling DDT, uh, and then follows up with a um, twisting springboard sunset flip powerbomb off the ladder from Christian Cage to JBL. Which is he just like climbs up a couple steps and jumps down at JBL. He's not jumping off the ladder all the way. Um, when he looks inside, looks inside the ring. Now Kofi Kingston and Shelton Benjamin have started to climb up the ladder and they're they're battling back and forth. Um, and Shelton Benjamin grabs a belly to belly suplex from or from the top and avalanche belly to belly suplex. And Christian Cage, uh, in tandem with this, hits a super hurricane rana. Off the ladder. Um, and Shelton Benjamin stayed on the on the, the ladder because it was a release, sorry. Then Christian Cage climbs up and he gets hit with a snap suplex off the ladder to the outside from Benjamin to Cage. Um, Kofi Kingston then hits a pendulum kick on the ladder from uh, Kofi King or from Kofi Kingston to Sami Zayn. Tornado DDT off the ladder from Kingston to Zayn, uh, followed by a diving leg drop off the ladder from Billy Gunn to Kevin Owens. Uh, diving rope hung leg drop from Chris Bay to Christian Cage uh, off ladder to the outside. Uh, back body drop through a ladder. So the ladder's like on the apron in the barricade. He hits a back body drop uh, from Kevin Owens to Sami Zayn. He goes through the ladder with the little, I mean, crunches it in half. Um, springboard leapfrog senton off one ladder over a second to the outside uh, from Benjamin to JBL. Canadian Destroyer off the ladder from Chris Bay to Kevin Owens. Diving double foot stomp off the ladder onto Chris Bay from Kofi Kingston. Slingshot DDT from Shelton Benjamin to Billy Gunn on the apron. Diving backsplash plancha off the ladder from Kofi Kingston to all other competitors. Um, Avalanche kill switch off the top rope onto the floor from Christian Cage to Sami Zayn. Super back suplex uh, off the ladder from JBL to Billy Gunn. Crazy Chris Cutter off the ladder from Chris Bay to Christian Cage. Um, Tope Conhilo from all the baby faces onto the heels on the outside. Shake, rattle, and roll off the ladder from Billy Gunn to JBL. Uh, frog splash from Christian Cage off the ladder to Chris Bay. Diving Famous Surf off the ladder from Billy Gunn to JBL. Avalanche inverted DDT off the ladder from Christian Cage to Kevin Owens. Corner Exploder Suplex uh, from Sami Zayn onto a ladder uh, to Kofi Kingston. Mitch Noku driver off the apron and threw a ladder uh, from Sami Zayn to Chris Bay. Jesus. Delayed butterfly pile driver off the ladder from Shelton Benjamin to Billy Gunn. Middle rope diving tornado DDT from Kingston to JBL. Uh, followed by a trouble in paradise from Kingston to JBL. Pop-up powerbomb from Kevin Owens off the ladder to Sami Zayn. And then Kofi Kingston climbs up the ladder right after Zayn's thrown off and he gets hit with a package pile driver off of the ladder. 
Uh, sit out gourd buster onto the ladder from Christian Cage to Shelton Benjamin. Fisherman buster from Kevin Owens to Christian Cage. Fall away slam from JBL to Kevin Owens. Uh, SOS by Kofi Kingston to Shelton Benjamin. Impaler DDT from Christian Cage to Kofi Kingston. Uh, Brain Buster from Sami Zayn to Billy Gunn off the ladder. Springboard Somersault. Can we hit the ladder instead? Yeah. Okay. Uh, springboard Somersault Neckbreaker from Chris Bay to Sami Zayn off the ladder. And then out of nowhere, out comes a bald man with a spiked goatee and tribal tattoos wearing black jeans and a black tank top. He hits a big boot to Sami Zayn, followed by a tombstone pile driver, or pulling Chris Bay off the off of the uh, off of the ladder and hits a tombstone pile driver on him and pushes Christian Cage up to retrieve up the ladder to retrieve the briefcase for the win. Five. Five and five. Uh <laughs> It's Tomko, right? Are you, are you, are yeah, you yeah, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, no, yeah, it was Tomko. Yeah. I was just yeah. I was being funny with the with the release. Um, <laughs> I wish you didn't put Tomko in this match. This match was damn near. He's a he. Christian Cage is a heel. He had to get. He needed a heel help to win the match. I know, but it was a far if until he showed up. What, what did <laughs> he do wrong? He he okay. did heel shit. He did two I'm, moves. I'm gonna give you a four. Here's the reason. Right, two reasons. Right. Um, I feel like at points it felt like heels versus faces. Like you did the heels, the faces doing all twice. the things together with the faces twice, but it kind yeah. of felt at points like that. Like it was a instead of being every man for itself, it became faces versus heels at points. Um, so I was only gonna take off a quarter for that. So you were at a 4.75. Then you added Tomko. And it's not just because I don't like Chris Tomko, because I don't think anyone likes Tomko. I do. It's all except for you, uh, which is why you drafted them fifth overall <laughs> for your for your brand um, in the fifth round. I feel like you could have done something else. I feel like you just repeated the Christian Topko, Christian Topko, always together thing. I feel like you could have gone more creative with it and done something else with it. That's okay. a beautiful matchup. <laughs> it's a beautiful <laughs> partnership. Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like I wish you you could have done something else with it. It's kind of like how it's just the easy way to go with it, Christian and Topko. I don't, where, but, but but you didn't say that when I put the power together. You didn't say that when I put the Hardy Boys together. You didn't say that when you pair when any other anybody else has ever te- teamed up two people up. You're not like, well, that's been done before. That you did just the easy way out. Yeah, what is that? Why, why, what's what's wrong with Topko be, and Christian? I don't feel I like that's a fair a fair rating. I drafted I'm getting you. Topco is part of the issue. Like, we've also <laughs> seen them do it in multiple companies. We saw it in WWE. Same with Hardys. We, we saw it in Impact, and but they're actually, ways. but they're good. <laughs> and Christian, he's he's playing a bodyguard. Christian is good. You're Tom acting Cole, like he's he's out here fucking competing for the world title. He's, he's I, being a bodyguard. I, I know. He had but two bad seen, moves. Two. I, I know, but we've seen the Tomko. There was 84 moves. For, you were at a 4.75. <laughs> it was 84 moves. He did two. But also, you did the same. You kind of did the same thing where when we did the Guerreros, like that was the easy route to go. The Guerreros versus the Mysterios was the easy route to go. I'm just saying 
it's a similar logic where you went the easy route with doing put so, Christian with Tomko. So all I'm asking is, all I'm asking is why, why now, but not when I did the Hardys. I don't even remember when you did the Hardys. I don't remember what happened three weeks ago. You said because we've seen them do it in multiple companies, but like the Hardys have been in like twelve companies together. Yeah, we've, also, we've seen them put on good matches together. I honestly don't remember a good. Tomko, <laughs> anything good about Tomko? I don't remember t- Tomko right. so. being good. I don't Fair remember enough. anything ever being good with them. And I wish you had gone a different route. It was just the obvious route to go. All right, you're Fair still enough. getting a four. I'm not. I'm. It's fine. I am mad at it. I'm not. I'm not gonna say I'm not mad at it. But I am. <laughs> you, be mad. I gave you. <laughs> I gave you a four point five. Not only. I'm not just saying it's because it's Tomko. I don't like. Great matches that uh, what's the word I'm looking for? So end with heel shit. you said what? End with heel shit. No, no, that's cool too. I don't like interferences in good matches. I feel like they don't need it. It's like they're they're doing what they need to, Bobby. So I understand you're trying to establish something with him being yeah. heel and having this help. But I just personally never liked it. I never liked interferences in matches when okay. when it's already a good match. I, I feel like let them do it. It's like it's kind of like somebody coming in, jumping in, and stealing the spotlight. In my opinion, it's like okay, we're good without you. We don't need you right now. We 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 focused on them. I understand you're trying to build a story, but I just personally not a fan of it. You still got a four four and a half out of me. And also, also I would say, why did Tomko wait till then? He could have come out at other points. Wrestling and logic help, and help Yeah, Christian. I mean that's how it ha- that's how wrestling happens. Yeah, well, I don't think I think that's how you build a match. You have the you wait till the finish for the interference to happen. Well, yeah. Otherwise, but, otherwise, otherwise, he comes out for no reason. Well, I'm not. I'm saying I, I get what you're saying, but what I'm saying is I feel like it not. It almost felt like an Ellsworth kind of where Ellsworth <laughs> won the title. But he didn't. For, but he, did, he didn't. It's not. It's nothing like that. He didn't come out there and grab the title for him. He was the big bodyguard. He picked Christian up, put him on the ladder. Christian climbed up and got got it himself. I understand that Christian physically. I don't think. I don't think, I don't think it's. Com- I don't think it's comparable. Well, you're wrong. So and your <laughs> your vote don't matter. So I'm just. I mean, you asked me the question. I'm giving you the answer. Is what I'm saying. Mike, what are you giving it? What did you give it to him? A four. I gave it I'll a four. Four. Um, Keith gave it a four point. Or not Keith. Kenny gave it a four point five. Uh, I gave it a five. I'm I gonna give it a, a four point yeah. one. Can you write that down? Five from Keith. We're just no. playing Will of Fortune at this point. Yeah. Y'all, <laughs> you mean uh, Price is Right? Or yeah, Price is Right. That's <laughs> like there's no letters. Well, it's still four, <laughs> four, four, Can four, I get a vowel? <laughs> Can I get a team for Tomko? <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Fucking Tyson Tomko, man. I hated the ending. Okay. Sorry, Will Tats. Yeah, yeah, the ending ruined. It feels like it ruined. What would you have given you me without the, the, the ending? I would have given... Oh. Like Christian flat out wins by himself. Four and a half. You said four and a half? Yeah. All right. If Christian would have yeah, flat out won... five if Kevin Owens won. I thought you would have got... I thought Mike would give us a five if Chris Bay won. I didn't see Chris Bay winning. But I thought you'd give us a five. If no, you I, I know. Here's the thing is. You just throw a five for that. It depends on how you book it, but I feel like you'd be pandering. I would, like I said, I would have given you a 4.75 if you took out the Tomco stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Okay. I don't know if it would be pandering because oh, – go ahead, go ahead. Demon. I was just saying, it felt like you end, you ruined the, the end of a great match. All right, fair enough. Right. I'll take Let's I'll take the criticism and move on. I ain't never pandering uh, to y'all again because, like, the last time I pandered to y'all, I thought I gave everyone a little shine and y'all hated on me. So I'm never pandering to y'all again. Somebody, Keith, your Keith, your fucking mic is fuzzy as shit. I say fuck y'all every week. I don't pander to y'all. <laughs> I don't either. I, I do what I fucking want. <laughs> um, that's why I'm using Tomco. Fuck y'all. <laughs> Uh, so next up, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan are terrorizing the women's division, taking out everyone. Uh, since Greed, Riot and Morgan have cheated three separate women out of their chance of being AWC Women's International Champion. Uh, Stephanie McMahon is fed up with Riot and Morgan's antics and decides to right the ship. She decides to even the odds a bit, bit against them and give those three women one more shot at the title in a fatal four-way match. Ruby Riot versus Bailey versus Mickey James versus Naomi at All Out for the Women's International Championship. Uh, Riot and Morgan throw a fit and attempt to attack McMahon, but Bailey, James, and Naomi stop them and send them running. Now time for the their attires. Ruby Riot's wearing an all-black fit with white trim, as is uh, Liv Morgan. Gimmick infringement. <laughs> Why? It's not even my gimmick, but you're infringing on Kenny's gimmick. <laughs> I'm doing the tires. Yes. Oh, I was like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> he said he did it for me, so I'm doing it for him. Yeah, I was like, "I was like, I do he appreciate the fit." Certain yeah, I, I, <laughs> and I did. And I was like, "I'm using this now." <laughs> um, so Naomi's wearing a black fit with a neon drip design, neon green drip design, similar to how Razor Ramon had the blood. She has like an acid drip that glows in that glows with her her entrance. Uh, Bailey's wearing a silver fit with blue trim. And then Mickey James wearing bell-bottom jeans with a tied-up flannel top. <laughs> All right, so the match starts out with a double-foot gut buster uh, from Naomi to Bailey, followed by a roundhouse kick and a mitt kick in simultaneous, uh, at, simultaneously to Ruby Riot to Wait, mock the what? Good. Did you say what Ruby was wearing? Yeah, all black fit with white trim, just like Little oh, okay. okay, I missed that. Sorry. <laughs> she was the first one. Um, it was right before you said gimmick infringement. No. Uh, so, yeah, the roundhouse kick and the mitt kick uh, combo to Ruby Riot to mock. That's uh, Liv Morgan and the Riot kick, Liv kick combo that they do. Uh, so they hit Ruby Riot with it, but then instantly spinning heel kick from Naomi to Mickey James, taking her out. Uh, big boot from Bailey to Naomi, followed by a Bailey plex into the corner from Bailey to Ruby Riot. Uh, and then a Bailey to Belly from Bailey to Mickey James for a one count. Uh, sit out jawbreaker from Naomi to Bailey. And then a running turnbuckle bulldog uh, from Naomi to Bailey. Also, the one count was because Naomi broke up a pin. I forgot to say that. Sorry. <laughs> um, Mickey James grabs Naomi and hits a Stratisfaction. Um, and then a flapjack to Ruby Riot, followed by a vertical suplex uh, to Ruby Riot and a body slam from Mickey James to Bailey. Uh, Naomi hits Mickey James with a rear view, and Ruby Riot hits a tornado snap suplex from uh, or from Riot to Naomi, followed by a sunset flip powerbomb from Bailey to Ruby Riot, inverted Boston Crab from Bailey to Ruby Riot, uh, and then an arm trap headlock driver from Bailey to Ruby Riot, and then she drags her to the corner and steps out of the ring and hits a uh, ring post figure four leg lock on uh, Ruby Riot. 
Uh, but Liv Morgan's not having any of that. She grabs uh, Bailey by the throat and hits her with a uh, inverted DDT from the from the ring post to the to the floor. Um, inside the ring, diving crossbody from Naomi to Mickey James, followed by a springboard sunset flip from Naomi to Mickey James, and then uh, in the corner she gets hit with Bootylicious. Uh, Mickey James does. That's the the head scissors stink face. Um. But then Mickey James tosses Naomi off of her and hits her with an enziguri and then follows with a spear. Uh, Ruby rides back to her feet now and hits a shining wizard on Mickey James, uh, followed by a diving senton onto uh, Naomi. Uh, Mickey James hits Ruby Riot with a reverse DDT. And Bailey is back up and hits a through the corner drop kick to Liv Morgan. Um, Naomi hits the final cut DDT onto Ruby Riot and goes for the the pin, but Bailey and and uh, Mickey James both grab her and or yeah, grab her and throw her out. Um, Bailey hits a uh, DDT onto Mickey James followed by an elbow drop. Uh, next up is an over the shoulder uh, Boston Crab from Naomi to Ruby Riot followed by a split legged Jawbreaker to Ruby Riot and then a full Nelson bomb to Ruby Riot. Um, head scissors take down from Naomi to Bailey, uh, and she goes to hit a springboard rear view, but it gets reversed into a high release German suplex from Bailey to Naomi. Uh, Bailey follows up with a flying clothesline uh, that takes her down, uh, Naomi, and then hits her with multiple punches on the ground. As she stands up, Mickey DT from Mickey James to Bailey, and then a Mickey Kinrana from uh, Mickey James to Bailey, followed by a bridging fisherman suplex to Bailey. Uh, she goes for the pin, and she is pulled out by Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan, or she goes to hit the Mick kick onto Liv Morgan, but Morgan does that Matrix evasion that she does, and then hits her with a Jersey Code Breaker. Um, Ruby Riot hits a head scissors driver. Uh, it's Naomi in the in the corner, uh, and then she's hanging from the the middle rope at this point, and uh, Liv Morgan pulls her down for a rope hung guillotine. Um, avalanche Bailey or Ruby Riot climbs up to the top rope and Bailey hits her with an avalanche Bailey to belly to counter. Um, then is got gets hit with an aided slingshot senton from Naomi to Bailey, and then a diving corkscrew elbow from Bailey to Naomi. And then finally a flying clothesline from Naomi to Bailey. Uh, Naomi climbs the top rope, but Bailey hits a Bailey Kimrana off the top rope to Naomi. Um, and then Liv Morgan rolls in the ring and hits an Oblivion from which is a, a rebound uh, STO and um, to Bailey. And then Riot and Liv Morgan hit the Liv Kick Riot Kick combo to Bailey. And then the Hurricane Riot from Ruby Riot to Bailey for the pin and the win. Okay. Yep. Okay. So can you say it was in the match one more time? Yeah, Ruby Riot, Bailey, Naomi, and Mickey James, but Liv Morgan's on the outside. Okay. As and as can... Riot's manager. Okay. Cause I was gonna say I felt like Liv was in the match. No, nah, she she had like three moves. Okay. Four maybe. But yeah. She was basically just doing like shit to get the other competitors out, out of Ruby's way. Or save Ruby from like with the rope the or the corner. Right. Figure four, like break up anything that was okay. 
detrimental. I'm going to go to 3.75. That's okay. Okay. Any complaints? No, I just feel like it's kind of like, I know, I don't know if you try to make it a slowdown match. It just felt like a slowdown match. Okay. For this one. It, it, I mean, it was supposed to be kind of, kind of fast paced, but a shorter match. Simone? I'm going to give you a 3.9. All right. Um, you actually kind of talked to I was going to give you a four, but I'm taking because you verified that not a slowdown match, but it's a shorter match. And I felt like I'm not saying this needs to be a lot. You know what? Never mind. I'll just give you a four. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't I feel, feel like that's great. fair. Yeah. Not every match can be 20, 30 minutes. Right. Well, yeah. and like if we did, yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> plus, you got a long ass card as it is. Yeah. It's um, <laughs> a little too yeah. long. But. I'm going <laughs> to give you a. I'll give you a four. Um, I think these. I think the women would put on a really good match. I do think there was a little bit too much Liv Morgan interference. Okay. Um, that would be my only real major knock. So yeah, I'll give you a four. Is there a such thing as too much Liv Morgan? Yeah. No. <laughs> Say yeah. Clearly. So you gave me a four. I gave you a three point seven five. Okay, Mike's up. Okay. All right. Mike hates women's wrestling, so here it's for the uh, <laughs> Keep it going. Uh, Stay on brand. Say fuck uh, this. I'm going 3.5. <laughs> okay. I didn't like uh, – I didn't, I didn't have a connection to it whatsoever. I don't know. I just didn't care. It was a slowdown match. I get it. I slowed down. Uh, I didn't say it was a slowdown match. <laughs> no, that would be the <laughs> it's clear that it's cooled down. I thought about going taking a piss. Get that um, pizza. You're a terrible yeah. wrestling fan, or you're just a sexist wrestling fan. <laughs> no, because I like every every women's match that hasn't had Charlotte in it. You said you said something about leaving the screen. Hey, every single you know one. You, you, not you, just mine. Not just mine. Have, All of them. You don't have even Baker. in real life. You don't have no because Britt Baker and um, I can't think of her name right now. Paige. No. Paige, what the fuck are you getting? Hey, you watch. I said Paige because she's on our roster. What universe are you living in? Brit, no, Britt Baker. And this W world. No, Britt Baker. That match uh, at All Out. Chris Statlander. Yeah, 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 that was a good match. I like that match. Okay, so one match doesn't involve I don't Charlotte. like women's wrestling. I just don't like this women's wrestling. So, so, But you don't like ours? You don't like uh, uh, CBWs? Yeah. You don't like um, you WWEs. Start- you don't like most of AEWs. Like, what do you what are you looking for? Not this bra and panties matches. <laughs> like, what what do you want? Because <laughs> all you keep saying is, "I don't like this. I don't like this." But what I don't do like you it. Like? All right. What, so what would make it better? Five. Okay, fine. Drop me all you want. Three, I don't care. Give 3. me a fucking 5. point five. I don't care. I just didn't like. like it. I just didn't like it. I don't know what else you want me to tell you. They they got it. I'm not. I'm trying not to be too mean. Just go three point five. <laughs> I like how we told Mike, like, you don't give any constructive criticism. So his his criticism became, I went to get a pizza. They fucked it up. So I went to get another pizza. <laughs> I don't like it. Actually, it was, that was a long build. I did the long build during your last pay-per-view. <laughs> uh, <laughs> True. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> give him an extra nickel for his build. <laughs> um, all right. Next up is our is, – this is the match I wanted fucking John here for, but whatever. John, shout out to you. 
Uh, so after her match with Alexa Bliss, AJ Lee is forced to retire due to her neck injuries. Uh, AWC tried to find a new spot for her, allowing her to join the commentary team and co-host this just in with Justin Roberts. Uh, Why do you keep name dropping this? This just in. I love it. I love it. Name dropped it like four times. I love it. Who do you name drop? My fault. I like this. This just in with Justin Roberts. Oh, he's name dropped that. that It's it's a big part of our. It's a big part of our brand. Shut up. It's It's our It's our sports center. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Shortly after her retirement announcement, TMZ has announced that her marriage with CBW wrestler Phil CM Punk Brooks was ending as Brooks was filed had filed for divorce. It felt as though her world was crumbling, but she remained composed and professional. Soon after news of her divorce breaks, after one of his matches, Xbox uh, approached the commentary table and asked her on a date, to which Lee declined. Uh, over the next few weeks, Xbox becomes more and more aggressive in his pursuit of Lee, even as going as far to call into this, this Justin with Justin Roberts to ask her out. Uh, Lee finally loses it, loses it, breaking down on air and screaming that she does not want to date him. Xbox is missing uh, in the next few weeks of shows, and AJ Lee takes a break from commentary and becomes a backstage interviewer. Uh, during her interviewer, she gets the notion that someone's watching her and following her. She's always kind of like looking over a corner and looks like she's kind of uncomfortable. Um, uh, and then after weeks of this, she finally catches the person doing it, X-Pac. X-Pac grabs her by the hair and is screaming at her and tells her she would be lucky to have him. But now he sees why Punk didn't want her. She's an ungrateful, spite-filled bitch. He tossed her to the ground and spits on her before <laughs> putting it as a foot atop. He called her a bitch. <laughs> Wait, so wait, he caught her wrist and spit on her? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is my kind of video, right? Okay, keep going, keep going, keep going. Uh, before putting his foot atop her neck and applying slight pressure, she's crying, and as he tells her, as he tells her that he could end her very existence right then and there, he could finish it all right now. Oh, as he's saying it. this, <laughs> hand, hand check, Kenny, hand check. <laughs> as he says this, he is hit with a super kick for someone off camera. Uh, the man is revealed as Dolph Ziggler, and he is unhinged as he takes the fight to X-Pac, beating the hell out of him. X-Pac eventually escapes, and Ziggler returns to AJ Lee's side and screaming for help. The next week, Ziggler comes out and demands that X-Pac come out and get the ass beating he ran away from last week. X-Pac gets on the Alvatron and tells him that he has no interest in fighting him, but he does still have an interest in AJ Lee. So if Dolph wants to fight, X-Pac will fight him at All Out, but if X-Pac wins, AJ Lee becomes his personal property. Ziggler says he won't bet the woman... <laughs> Ziggler says he won't bet the woman he loves on the match. X-Pac laughs and his feed cuts off. Backstage segments with Lee questioning Ziggler about calling her the woman he loves. To which Ziggler explains uh, he never got over Lee and he, he views her as the one that got away. Lee and Ziggler embrace backstage, but then X-Pac attacks Ziggler with a steel pipe, laying him out, and he then takes AJ Lee. X-Pac appears on the Alphatron the next week. He looks like he is in some warehouse and has Lee tied up, gagged, and blindfolded. There you go, Kenny. <laughs> Why did he blindfold her? She knows who did it. She doesn't know where she's at, though. Her, we'll see. I mean, where <laughs> she knew where she her? was. She could just. No one knows yet. It's a warehouse. Fought, How fought, many right. warehouses do you know? Like the, I, That's like, I can tell this warehouse by the. <laughs> this is. Wait, the he, he, she was blindfolded before she got into the room. Take it off of her. Take it off the poor girl. No. <laughs> this Listen is to the goddamn the story. Play. I mean, he got a fire for me already. I'm, I'm <laughs> Kitty's hard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he said, I'm a wreck. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so hold on. He says he'll return to AJ Lee if Ziggler accepts his challenge. If not, this continues. 
Ziggler reluctantly accepts, and X-Pac laughs and walks out of a door. When the door closes, it reveals Lee is in the storage area of the arena. Ziggler rushes back from the ring and runs to the back. Ziggler finds Lee and starts to untie and ungag her as she squeals. He removes her mouth, mouth gag, and Lee screams, Behind you! When Ziggler turns around, he gets hit with a, a six kick from uh, X-Pac and then an X-Factor on the concrete floor. X-Pac throws AJ Lee off of Ziggler and tells Ziggler he will see him at all out. Wait, where? Did, how did Ziggler know where this warehouse is? It's the. It said it's in the storage area of the arena. When he shuts, when the door shuts behind X Pac, it shows the like what what the room is. Uh, and Xbox the whole thing, X Pac is, is so, an idiot. So right. <laughs> so the camera, <laughs> the camera so, knew the the camera crew knew the entire time. They didn't say nothing. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. they, just let this, they just let her get blindfolded. Yeah, that's how it's how wrestling works. <laughs> Xbox said, I will find you, and I will kill you. <laughs> uh, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So, um, Dolph Ziggler versus X-Pac at All Out singles match. Uh, so, Dolph Ziggler has AJ Lee with him. Uh, Dolph Ziggler is wearing baby blue biker shorts with Steel the Show and silver on the back with silver boots. AJ Lee is wearing baby blue Steel the Show shirt cut and tied into a heart shape and gray shorts. X-Pac comes out next. He's wearing an Iron Fist-inspired fit with a green singlet with yellow designs, yellow boots, and a yellow bandana. Um, so the match starts with a drop kick from Dolph Ziggler, followed by a jumping clothesline and a corner splash. Um, X-Pac then hits a free-fall drop, followed by a flying lariat and a diving spinning wheel kick. Um, then he hits a, as Ziggler starts to get back up to his feet, he hits a somersault clothesline to Ziggler. Followed by the one, two, three kick combo into the uh, in the corner. That's where he does the like the boom, boom, and then does the spinning kick. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. All right. Uh, so Ziggler lands on the um, like sitting down on the seated position in the in the corner, and X Pac runs from one corner to the other and hits a Bronco Buster, and he yells down to uh, AJ Lee, "This could have been you. You could have went from Mr. Z Pack to the X Pack." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, then he has a tr- uh, Ziggler rolls out of the ring after the um, Bronco Buster and, and Xbox hits him with a triangle plancha, uh, followed by a Mitch Noku driver on the ground. Um, he then picks him up and hits an X Factor onto the ground as well and throws him into the end of the ring. He hits a suicide somersault senton. Say that um, fast. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, and then Ziggler is able to throw X- X-Pac back out of the ring onto the apron, and he hits an apron jump kick, uh, followed by a ring post bow and arrow. So he has him like in the bow and arrow, but the ring post instead of his knees. Um, Ziggler gets back in the ring to break the count, and then uh, as uh, shit, X-Pac, sorry. Uh, starts to get back into the ring. He hits a baseball slide. Ziggler does. Followed by a diving splash to the outside. Um, he hits a sit-out face buster on the, the outside to X-Pac. And then hits a belly-to-back suplex onto the apron, which is the hardest part of the ring, by the way. Um, it's got, like, follow- support beams there and stuff. <laughs> he throws him back into the ring and hits an alley-oop. And then a sleeper hold onto X-Pac. Uh, he trans- transitions the sleeper hold into a headlock and then... Uh, takes him down and hit blocks in the headstand he- headlock before hitting a heart stopper jumping elbow drop. Um, when Xbox stands up, he gets hit with a bridging German suplex uh, for a 
one and a half count. Uh, he kicks out and then gets hit with a Thamuser almost immediately for another one count. Um, he then Xbox then hits Ziggler with a leg feed Gamangiri, uh, followed by a spinning crescent kick, and then a sit out power bomb for a one count. He transitions the power bomb pin into a single leg Boston Crab, uh, but Ziggler is able to grab the ropes. Um, Irish whip from X-Pac to Dolph Ziggler, but Dolph Ziggler counters with a satellite DDT, followed by a neck snap. Um, then the fireman's carry takeover, and he locks in a single uh, single leg Boston Crab of his own. He realizes he's not going to get X-Pac to tap out, though, so he releases the hold and hits a flying hot shot, um, and then goes for a crucifix pin. And But uh, X-Pac kicks out. Uh, both men back to their feet. X-Pac hits a six kick at the same time as Dolph Ziggler hitting a super kick, so both men go down. Um, they, Dolph Ziggler is up, like climbs up the, the ropes to stand himself up and then climbs up to the top rope and goes to dive to, to hit a crossbody, but X-Pac counters with a mid-air X-Factor. He then locks in his signature submission, the Buzzkiller. Um, Dolph Ziggler is able to escape this and then hits a scoop power slam followed by a deadlift inverted power slam uh, and then a leaping reverse STL. X-Pac hits a spinning wheel kick followed by a roundhouse kick and a high-speed leg high speed leg drop. Um, I can't talk tonight. A rounding cross body, which is the one that he does off of the, you know, he runs up the turnbuckle when he's like one, two, three kid. Um, and then finally a diving leg drop. The diving, he goes for a pin after the diving leg drop and only gets a two count. Uh, he climbs back up to the top rope, but Ziggler rushes up behind him. It's a belly-to-back superplex um, for a two count. He stands him up and hits a standing neck breaker, and then stands him again, again for a shoulder uh, jaw breaker, uh, followed by a fireman's carry double knee gut buster, and then a swinging neck breaker for a one count. X-Pac is able to roll out of the ring. He comes When he gets back in the ring, he hits a moonsault press, followed by a belly-to-back suplex. He uh, launches um, Dolph Ziggler up to the top rope and hits an avalanche X-Factor for a two and three quarters. Dolph Ziggler just barely gets out of it. And he go, uh, X-Pac is, stumbles to his feet and gets up to the top rope. Uh, to hit another move, but Ziggler once again rushes up to the top and hits his own super sit-out face buster uh, from the top rope and then hits a zigzag for the pin and the win. Okay. I wish John was here for that. I do too. I think the booking, the the everything was built for John with that one. That was that was for John. It wasn't, was it wasn't actually that. meant to be, but then once it happened, I was like, ah. Okay, I'm gonna give you three point seven five. Okay, I don't like Dolphin. Another romance storyline. They feel like he's been in eighty four different ones. Um, I get that he's I get that he's a good looking guy. He's not CM Punk. Um, (laughs) (laughs) See what they did? He just he's not CM Punk. He just steals his girl. Um, (laughs) Like he just stole the show. Um. So, how many, shows, how many extra? Shows. How many extra pennies did you give me for the Mister Z Pack to X Pack line? I didn't. I'll give you an <laughs> extra. What did I say? Three point seven five. Yeah. To so make it a three point eight for that line. There you go. Yeah. Um, that was a good line by me. Yeah, it was a good line. Um. So, 
Yeah, I'm gonna give you three point eight. I think the match itself would be pretty good. I didn't love the build. I also it makes Xbox Xbox seem really fucking dumb because you kidnap the girl and take her to the arena where everybody <laughs> else is gonna be. <laughs> Not a remote location. Hey, well, like, the whole thing was take her to a remote. It was location. it was it was mind games mostly, and he got him got Ziggler back there for him to get attacked. That was the whole. The whole point hey, and I mean the best hiding place is in plain sight. Like agreed, it, it's you, not. It's the last <laughs> place you think to look. No, it's like the first place you should look. <laughs> you know, the door closes behind you, saying "boiler room." Like, right. <laughs> if someone kidnaps your wife, you're not gonna go to work tomorrow and be like, "Is she here?" There's just a, a camera like cord going under the the, the door. <laughs> I don't think they're in here, boss. <laughs> you just see Xbox walking in and out the door. <laughs> uh, I feel like I, I wasn't really sold on the, the stalker storyline so much. Most I I didn't like it with DDP. I don't like it with Xbox. It also okay. reminded me of that time that Xbox. Uh, got Tori from Kane. I don't know that storyline, so I, I, don't I thought know. that it was, was a good thing, though. No, yeah, no, why do we watch the not table? Really, before. I mean, he, hey, well, he just... like he stole Kane's girl and then got her for one night, and then she became part of DX. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, but DX. that seemed that seemed very much like that. So, well, well, a girl. while you had Dolph win, and John is gonna like that. Mm. It's also not original. I'll I. What? I just told how you why is, it wasn't original. How often does Dolph win, though? But you just said, but that's not even the same storyline. It's just, it's, the, it's just very, very similar. Like I don't, I don't see. Like, I'm not even clarifying the similarities for me. Not all, really, all, I hear is, is, the, all I hear is, all I hear is this guy, the girl stipulation in the stipulation. Yep. Okay. With uh, reminded me of her being a slave versus and her, you know, Tori getting getting one night with okay. X Pac. It was basically the same thing. Okay. Just, I don't know fair. how how long. I didn't know, I didn't know that was a thing. I the only know, difference was the uh, the twist with that one was Tori ended up switching up on Kane. She turned on Kane from it. I mean, we could have had AJ turn on. But we did going to go. Right. But I don't know. It it just it felt, Thank it you. Just, it was just. Okay. So I what did know. you give me? Uh, I didn't give you anything yet. Okay. What did you give him, Damone? 3.8. Did you give you didn't give him a, a one yet? Did you? No, I didn't rate yet. I want you to go ahead and rate him before I rate him. I gave him a five. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I gave it. Five. I, I gave it a three point five. Um, honestly, okay. um, I'm not really like I'm not really a fan of like those kind of storylines. Like the whole like, I mean, I understand it's a mind game kind of thing, but I don't know. I just it was okay to me. So like, so that's why I gave it three point five. It wasn't bad. I, I think it's meant for the match. I feel like X-Pac mm. would get beat up somehow getting her in, into a warehouse. Get beat up by like, AJ. By her, by AJ. Like, it would have been way cooler if she, like, he tried to, to kidnap her and she got away. That actually would be pretty sweet if we, if we like... But she's she's oh. injured. She's, like, yeah. super duper, can't wrestle. Injured. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or get her, you get her to, like, I don't Low know. Low Right, you get her to do something. It might hurt her neck. And then he's he's looking for her, and, and then he runs into Dolph. She gets also, to Dolph. I found one plot issue with your storyline. What? It would require someone not on your brand to cooperate with it. Well, I feel saying, like we're just saying it's real life. Or or Sam Punk yeah. to be like, yeah, we're divorced. Or, Sam Punk would probably be like, fuck no. Or hey. X Pac. <laughs> 
Most or Xbox would have had like a, a, a partner in crime. I feel like they would have made more sense. I just feel like oh. I, Xbox would have fucked it up somehow. He's Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> I feel he like he's not, he, 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 he's not going to be able to do it alone. He's always with a group. He's always has somebody to help him. Because I feel like you're rating on variables that you're making. Up. Yeah, I, I agree with that because it feels like you're you're giving me ratings based on, not off what I wrote. But off things that you're thinking that you think could happen that didn't happen. Yeah, that's, like, I don't know if that's I, I don't know if that's a fair assessment. You're booking versus you're what saying, if over there. Yeah, you're. I'm you're, just you're, telling <laughs> you, I'm giving you my points on it, just like everyone else is. No, but listen, let me let me explain what I'm saying. You're going off of I feel like he would fuck it up. Well, I wrote the story. And he didn't I, fuck it did up. Did I say that was going to de- determine the points? I'm just telling you. Oh, well, okay. I, you haven't said anything that you liked about it, so I assumed that you were. I thought you were explaining what you didn't like. That why that's why you're gonna give us. Like, yeah, that's, that's what this was come off as. Thirty nine cents. Thirty nine cents. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. I'm also gonna go to three five. Okay. All right. All right, and it. I am gonna Mike's take leaving. my leave. I like that. Bye, Mike. Bye, Mike. What do you like? I like that. Uh, uh, <laughs> Xbox learned within the book of verse, he learned to not be a womanizing pig and then revert. <laughs> he fell off the wagon. <laughs> this is a different one. This is... <laughs> what if Xbox didn't learn his lesson? Xbox keeps is getting a prequel put... or a sequel. It's a just, prequel. The fact that you pointed that out just. <laughs> It's a different universe. It's a different you universe. Yeah. I was about to say, just wait. When uh, when he <laughs> yeah. comes back, he's gonna be he's gonna be back to, be, back, back to being uh, respecting women again. Xbox gonna come out with his hair pulled back and like a button up on, like uh, flowers in the pocket. This is just an origin story. You know how Naruto goes back. This is just the yep. origin story. He's the he's the original. He's the new leader of the right to censor. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would have liked that. That would have been cool. Stevie Rich probably would fuck that up. <laughs> right, right, right the x pack <laughs> um he turns the x sideways it's just a lowercase teapot <laughs> i like the match i didn't hate the match you've been solid on the matches for the most part so thank you it's just i'm more looking at i'm like i'm i'm basing a lot, like i'm looking at the stories like that's where i can really kind of look at because the matches i'll be honest the matches sound good but it's a lot of words I can. I, can follow, <laughs> I, I follow along better. I would say. Stories. I would say you're gonna you're gonna rate low then because I mean there's there's stories here, but the matches where I, is my bread and butter. Is this I've kind of built well, AWC to be the wrestling show, not necessarily the the story understood. story show. Uh, but I'm also I'm I'm also when I watch, I also like to look at the stories. I'm, I understand so that. That's, I'm telling I'm you based, a, that's what I'm <clears throat> gonna. Do, and that's how I've been doing it the entire time. If so Mike wants more impressions and accents, I see. <laughs> I like Demo, uh, Travis's accents. He's not doing any. I don't do accents. What, what yes, accents you do. do. He does impersonations. Impersonations. I don't have anybody to impersonate. You Actually, I'm about, to, I'm about to do one. No, oh, well, yeah. I'm going to miss it. Yeah, you'll, you'll, right. you'll, not, you'll miss it right now, but you'll go back and listen. Yep. I'll go back night, and listen. Night. This Friday... Oh wait! If you're listening to this later, then you're it's, it is Friday. Never mind. It's just listen to this every Friday. Well, yeah. If you're li- on Friday, I'm gonna listen to the rest of this. All right, yeah. I gotta go. Bye. All right, goodbye. Bye, early night, Mike. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, all right. So after winning the tag titles at Greed, the AWC commentary team uh, started calling the power the greatest tag team ever. Uh, this doesn't sit right with the Hardys, and they come out to the ring to call out the power. They say, we didn't come to waste any time. Power, come on down to the ring because we have some things to talk about. The, see- the speakers in the arena blast as you hear, Hardy boys, don't you dare be sour. Clap for your AWC tag team champs and feel the power. Out comes uh, Kofi Woods and Biggie. They get in the ring and the Hardys and Power have a back and forth about who should be considered the best. They agree that the match should decide who the best is. Uh, then out comes Cesaro and Tyson Kidd. And they say they still are owed a title rematch uh, due to the rematch clause in their contract. And then the Power asks themselves, who should get the next title shot? Who? 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 And Matt Hardy interrupts and says, back in our day, we had a way of solving these kinds of problems. Tables, ladders, chairs. Power goes crazy with excitement and nods excitingly in agreement. Jeff Hardy then says, AWC all out. The power. Kid and Cesaro. The Hardys. Full metal mayhem. Like that, get around like that's yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, I thought you were using TLC and then you changed it. <laughs> I'm assuming you did not draft, draft no, nope, no, nope, Kenny did. Kenny drafted TLC, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you know what it feels like for them to just say, Fuck your thing, your gimmick. And then when I realized it's John getting screwed out of it, too, I was like, ah, Well, I mean, he's the one that invented this, so um, so for the attires, outcomes uh, Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy. Jeff has rainbow hair, rainbow face paint, multicolored armbands with the black jeans and black tank tops. Uh, multiple tank tops, actually. No, I'm just kidding. Just one. Uh, Matt Hardy walks out with his black jeans and black scuba shirt. Scuba. <laughs> <laughs> you know he wears. You know how he likes some scuba shirts. <laughs> um, out next is uh, Tyson Kidd and Cesaro. Uh, both of them are wearing white trunks with the gold trim. And lastly is Biggie and Xavier Woods. Um, as Kofi Kingston was already in the, the Money in the Bank match. And uh, they were both wearing the purple and yellow Lakers-inspired fit to match Kofi's fit from earlier. Uh, match starts with a running takedown clothesline from Matt Hardy to Xavier Woods and the overhead belly-to-belly suplex from Jeff Hardy to Tyson Kidd, followed by a shoulder attack from Biggie to uh, Cesaro and then a shoulder block from Biggie to the Hardy boys. Ugh. Xavier Woods hits a uh, jumping high knee to Tyson Kidd, followed by a body slam from Big E to Kidd. Big E hits a backbreakers combo from Big E to Tyson Kidd, and then a gut-wrench single-knee backbreaker from Big E to uh, Matt Hardy. He then hits a body toss to Cesaro. Um, Tyson Kidd hits a bo- pump-handle gut buster from or to Xavier Woods, followed by a uh, twist of fate on the apron from Matt Hardy to Tyson Kidd. Um, Xavier Woods hits a lost in the woods on Matt Hardy. Jeff Hardy hits a sit-out face buster uh, off the apron to the floor to Xavier Woods. And then a lariat from Cesaro to Jeff Hardy, followed by an apron belly-to-back slam. And then a swinging choke toss, both from Cesaro to Jeff Hardy. Uh, Cesaro then hits a springboard back elbow from uh, to Big E. And then Cesaro hits a slingshot plancha uh, from or to the Hardys and the power on the outside. Um... Jeff Hardy gets thrown back into the ring uh, by Cesaro, and Cesaro begins to hit a, a Cesaro swing as Tyson Kidd stands on the, or, or like 
crouches down in the corner with a, a steel chair in his hand. Um, after a few revolutions, uh, steel chair drop kick from Tyson Kidd in tandem with the Cesaro swing from Jeff Hardy. How the Kings of Wrestling did the drop kick spin combo. You know what I'm talking about? Um, Cesaro picks up uh, Jeff Hardy and hits a delayed scoop slam to the outside. Uh, Matt Hardy comes in wielding a chair shot, a chair and chair shot to the head from Matt Hardy to Cesaro, and then Tyson Kidd just fucking nails him in the head with it. Uh, he then sets up the the chair in the middle of the ring, picks up Tyson Kidd and hits him with a power bomb onto the chair, the setup chair. Uh, Biggie enters the enters the ring and hits a um, overhead body drop to the outside through a table uh, to Matt Hardy. He then hits a suicide spear uh, to Cesaro inside the ring. Uh, Shining Wizard from Woods to Jeff Hardy, and then but Cesaro is able to get into the ring and hit a big boot to Xavier Woods. Um, Xavier or Cesaro starts to climb in or uh, sorry. Cesaro sets up a ladder in the middle of the ring, um, and Biggie climbs up right behind him. So they're they're both going up side by side, and uh, belly to back suplex um, off of the ladder from Cesaro to Biggie. Uh, snaps it out, power bomb from Jeff Hardy to Tyson Kidd. Multiple headbutts from Cesaro to Xavier Woods. Avalanche bulldog from Hardy to Cesaro off the ladder. Whisper in the wind from Jeff Hardy to Cesaro and Biggie on the outside. Um, Sabu style chair to rope suicide DDT from Tyson Kidd to Jeff Hardy suplex into the ring from Matt Hardy to Tyson Kidd splash mountain from Matt Hardy to Tyson Kidd um, at this point they have there's a ladder on the outside just outside of the ring and they push the ladder that's inside of the ring over so it's like leaning into the into la- the ladder like this and Matt Hardy climbs up to the top of that ladder and is kind of kneeled down like as a kind of like a like a turtle on the top of the, the outside of the ring ladder. And Jeff Hardy runs from one side of the ring, bounces off the rope, runs up the the leaning ladder, off of um, Matt Hardy's back, and uh, poetry in motion, Topic on Hilo from Jeff Hardy to the Power and Cesaro and Kid on the outside. Uh, Moonsaw off the barricade from Jeff Hardy to Cesaro. On a roll from Woods to Matt. Northern Lights suplex from Jeff Hardy to Xavier Woods. Running body press from Big E to Jeff Hardy. Slingshot cross body from Matt Hardy to Big E. Uh, twist of fate from Matt Hardy and the Swanton Bomb off of the ladder uh, from Jeff Hardy to Big E. Like, do it in tandem. Uh, reverse suplex uh, from Cesaro to Jeff Hardy off the apron to the outside. Superplex off the ladder from Cesaro to Matt Hardy. ACTDDT. From Woods to Cesaro off the ladder. Springboard blockbuster from Tyson Kidd to Matt Hardy. Springboard elbow drop from Tyson Kidd to Big E onto a chair. So you know how they hold the chair and then drop the, the elbow onto him. Uh, stun gun from Cesaro to Matt Hardy. Code blue onto a setup chair from Tyson Kidd to Xavier Woods. Uh, springboard corkscrew drop kick from Jeff Hardy to Cesaro. Hardiac arrest from... Uh, Jeff Hardy to Tyson Kidd with a chair. That's where he puts the, um, like, jumps up in the corner while you're seated and hits you with a drop kick. Um, Pop-up body toss from Big E to Jeff Hardy. Roaring elbow from Woods to Jeff. Oh, your mic messed up. Oh, is it bad still? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. 
No, I can't hear you at all. How about now? Yeah. Suddenly, uh, Travis turned into a CBS commercial. You can't hear me? No, I can hear you. Hey, we're good. Yeah, you're good now. Okay. Uh, Inverted DDT from Matt Hardy to Big E. Side effect from Matt Hardy to Big E. And then a springboard moonsault from Matt Hardy to Big E. Hesitation dropkick from Woods to Kid. Morning Woods from Power to Matt Hardy. Uh, Military press from Big E and... When in combo with a one-handed springboard bulldog from Xavier Woods to Kid, uh, moonsault to the outside from Matt Hardy to Cesaro, diving double clothesline from Matt Hardy to Cesaro and Kid, gorilla press slam from Big E to Jeff Hardy, swinging uh, cradle suplex off the ladder through a table from Xavier Woods to Jeff Hardy, neckbreaker off the ladder from Matt Hardy to Big E, rolling elbow from Matt Hardy to Xavier Woods. Diving elbow drop from Matt Hardy to Big E off the ladder. Teardrop suplex off the ladder from Cesaro to Matt Hardy. Montefisto from Woods to Kid. Back superplex from Jeff Hardy to Big E. Leapfrog uh, leg drop from Jeff Hardy to Big E. Twist of Fate rope cutter from Jeff Hardy to Cesaro. Hanging tornado stunner from Jeff Hardy to Xavier Woods. Uh, 450 splash off the ladder from Jeff Hardy to Big E. Uh, That's off the top of the ladder, by the way. Has Jeff Hardy ever done a 450 splash? yes. Multiple yeah, I about to say, yeah, he used to do that shit back in the day. Um, back when he was on the Indies. No, 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 he did it on Raw. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like, Big Show used to do 450s on the Indies. Yeah, he did. Big <laughs> Show did. Um, diving leg drop, Swanton bomb from Jeff. Uh, diving leg drop from Matt Hardy and a Swanton bomb from Jeff Hardy. Off the ladders to, to Cesaro through a table. Uh, belly to belly suplex into the barricade from Biggie to Jeff Hardy. Slingshot leg drop to the apron from Tyson Kidd to Matt Hardy. Tope Conhilo from Woods to uh, Kidd and Cesaro and the Hardys. Um, springboard Tornado DDT from Woods to Matt. Uh, Fireman's Carry Cutter from Woods to Kidd off the ladder. Vertical Suplex from Big E and a Diving Crossbody from Woods uh, to Jeff Hardy off the ladder from the floor to the ring. So the ladder's in the in the ring. Or in the floor, I mean. And they, they did this from the ladder into the ring. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Russian leg sweep off the apron through a table from Matt Hardy to Cesaro. Running power bomb through a rope hung table in the corner from Matt Hardy to Tyson Kidd. Drop toe hold onto a setup chair from Matt Hardy to Big E. Cree DDT for off the apron onto the floor from Woods to Matt Hardy. Re- running reverse STO from Woods to Matt. Diving clothesline from the top rope to the floor from Jeff Hardy to Big E. Tight rope uh, elbow drop from off the ladder from from Woods to Cesaro. Springboard Avalanche Frankensteiner from Tyson Kidd to Xavier Woods off the ladder. Springboard Somersault Plancha from Tyson Kidd to the Hardys in power. Followed by Top Rope Acai Moonsault from Tyson Kidd to Biggie and Matt Hardy. Uh, pile Driver through a table from Tyson Kidd to Matt Hardy. Straight Jacket Powerbomb to, from Cesaro in tandem with a Diving Neckbreaker from Tyson Kidd off the ladder to Biggie. Um... Rebound DDT on the outside from Cesaro to Xavier Woods. Swinger swinging sleeper hold from Cesaro to Xavier Woods. Slingshot Arabian press plancha from uh, Jeff Hardy to Kid and Cesaro. Running apron clothesline from Matt Hardy to Cesaro. Apron running rebound DDT from Matt Hardy to Cesaro. Sleeper slam from Matt Hardy to Tyson Kidd. Um, kiss of deletion off the ladder from Hardy's to Tyson Kidd. So that's the the move that Matt and Bray Wyatt did. Whereas this d- dual sister Abigail. Yeah. But this time it's got Jeff Hardy and uh, Matt off the ladder. 
Uh, springboard one-handed bulldog from Woods to Matt Hardy. Repeated body punches from Big E to Cesaro. Repeated clotheslines from Big E to Tyson Kidd. Corner splash from Big E to Cesaro. Um, ladder hung grapevine ankle lock from Tyson Kidd to Xavier Woods. Big boot from Cesaro to Big E. Powerbomb to the outside from Cesaro to Xavier Woods, pulling Woods off the ladder. Um, overhead belly-to-belly suplex from Big E to Cesaro. Face buster from Matt Hardy to Tyson Kidd. Corner clothesline and bulldog from Matt Hardy to Cesaro. Sunset flip powerbomb from Matt Hardy to Cesaro off the top rope. Splash from Big E to Tyson Kidd through a table off the ladder. Military press double knee gut buster from Xavier Woods to Jeff Hardy. Fireman's carry out. Fireman's carry cutter from Xavier Woods and a diving elbow drop from Big E off the ladder to Matt Hardy. Midnight hour off the ladder from Power to Cesaro. And then finally, a um, there's two ladders stuck in the ring, like side by side, and there's a table hanging across off the middle of them. Um, big ending off the top of the ladder to Sue to um, Cesaro through the table, and then Xavier Woods climbs and retrieves the tag titles. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you a five. I don't see anything like wrong with it. I, I think the build is fine. Um, who wants to be the best? Who's the best tag team of all time? Um, yeah, and also, fuck John. Full Metal Mayhem is not the same as TLC. <laughs> so... Fucking, um, <laughs> I'm still bitter about that. Um, <laughs> You're allowed to be. Uh, yeah, it's a five. Keith, why don't you go ahead and rate as well? Since there was only uh, two I'll, I'll rate on behalf of Mike. I'm going to give it, I would like to give it a seven, maybe <laughs> even an eight. Yeah. But I'm only allowed to give fives. Um, so I'm going to give it a five. Give it two you know fives. What? You know two what? Fives. Two you know what? Yeah, you're right. Point five. Two point five. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Why'd you do that? What'd you do that for? I'm yeah. no, <laughs> no, explain like, yourself. I was like, damn. Um, <laughs> if anyone gets to vote for Mike, it would be me. <laughs> okay, so you vote the same. <laughs> no, just kidding. All right. Um, you just, you got really bright off your face and you look like <laughs> uh, fucking Cesaro and Seamus. I'm, I'm a bright guy. <laughs> it, it threw me off for a second. All right, um, I gave you a five as well. I thought Let's go! <laughs> That's what I needed. How many more matches do you have? Uh, Several. Three, I think. Or four, maybe. Oh, my God. Three or four. <laughs> How long is this fucking pay-per-view? It's Mania. It's, it's a, it's it's a so seven, eight-hour pay-per-view. It's not Mania, because we have Mania. It's all out. I mean, I'm next saying it's year, all Mania. Next year, it's going to be two nights, so we're going to do two uh, full yeah. episodes. Look, look, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I almost said let's do two two nights, but I was like, I don't know how that would work for this. I didn't know how y'all would y'all would. We do one week, and then we do the next week, and <laughs> maybe we do a third week. Who knows? <laughs> but I thought about doing that as a, as doing it as a two night show, but I was like, ah. Somebody on this on this network would complain about it. Yeah, but he's gone to bed. So <laughs> grumpy old man. <laughs> In our next match, we have a non-title match. Uh, a last man standing match between one Randy Orton and the animal Batista. <clears throat> so Batista is fed up with the antics of Ric Flair and the four. He calls out Flair, challenging him for the world championship. And instead of the AWC champion, Randy Orton answers the call. 
So instead of coming out here and handling this like a man, Flair uh, sends his boy Wonder to try and handle his dirty work. Orton laughs and slowly walks his way down the ring, down the ramp to the ring, uh, as Batista is suddenly attacked from behind by Kid and Cesaro. The two stomp on Batista, holding the animal down as Orton slowly steps into the ring. Uh, he removes his suit jacket and rolls up his sleeves as Batista struggles to get free, uh, but is kicked and punched in the ribs by Kid and Cesaro. Orton punches Batista and shouts in his face. Batista nearly escapes trying to headbutt Orton, uh, but Cesaro is able to re uh, regain control, and Kid steps back in, kicks Batista in the back of the head. Orton steps back and commands the other two to keep him down as Randy Orton takes a few steps back and punts Batista in the head. <clears throat> the three leave Batista in a heap in the ring as officials are able to step in. <clears throat> The following week, Batista arrives in the garage, and before he can even make it into the arena, Orton, Kid, and Cesaro jump jump him in the in the parking lot. Uh, the three beat him down and smash him into the windshield. And as Orton goes to grab Batista by the face and says, "When will you learn to just stay down? Stop coming back here, or things are going to get, or things like this are going to keep happening." Uh, Orton directs Kid and Cesaro to hold him down, hold him down again, and Orton steps back, then rushes towards the prone Batista and punts him in the skull. Uh, the four again leave Batista laid out before AWC officials can step in. Third week, Batista is asked by AWC management to take the night off because he is not yet medically cleared to be there. That night, the four are behaving wilder than ever, and they are seen in their locker room laughing, partying, and enjoying themselves. Randy Orton has a match scheduled and is forced to leave the party, but promises to be right back after he completely buries whoever, whatever local jobber they have scheduled for him. Uh, Orton leaves the locker room and heads for the door. Uh, moments after he's out of the camera shot, we see a forklift being backed up against the door, and Batista hops off of the forklift. Uh, the match goes on. As Orton is manhandling his opponent, Randy is toying with the much smaller competitor, slapping it around and insulting him, and Batista's music hits. Uh, the animal makes his way out onto the stage as Orton looks shocked, but Batista, as he's coming down the ramp, uh, Orton throws his opponent out of the ring and tells Batista to bring it on. Uh, but before he can make it to the ring, or, uh, Batista is attacked by Kid and Cesaro from behind, Orton laughs and grabs the mic as Cesaro and Kid batter Batista and toss him into the ring. And say, and Orton takes the mic and says, "Did you honestly think we didn't have a plan for you? Did you think we would really think stay? Did you think that we really believed you'd stay home? Now it's time to put this animal down for good." And Orton tosses Batista onto the floor with Kid and Cesaro out onto the floor with Kid and Cesaro, and they pummel him. Uh, all together. Uh, let's see. Uh, Kid and Cesaro hold Batista in position for Randy to RKO him onto the announce table. Uh, the three then flip the table over onto Batista, burying him under the desk and chairs. Orton, Kid, and Cesaro laugh and high-five each other until the rubble starts to move and the animal starts getting back to his feet. 
Orton and the crew scurry around the ring and up the ramp, and the animal roars, escaping from the rubble. The go-home shown before an all-out. It is announced that Randy Orton will face off against Batista in a last-man-standing match. Orton cuts a promo promising to put the animal down once and for all, and Batista is interviewed while in the medical office. Uh, when he is asked if he will be healthy enough to compete at All Out, Batista says one way or another, Randy Orton is going to get what's coming to him. This Sunday at All Out, Randy Orton pays for how he and the rest of the four have treated me and all the other wrestlers in the AWC locker room. Uh, he's nothing more than a bully with a numbers advantage, but once he steps in the ring with me, he's not going to have any advantage against an animal unleashed. At All Out, Batista is first introduced, and he makes his way to the ring. Um, the animal paces inside the AWC ring as he awaits the arrival of Randy Orton. Uh, let's see. Orton's music hits, and he makes his way down the ramp, but before he can reach the ringside, Batista rushes out and meets him on the rampway at the bottom of the ramp, so right by the entrance where the steel plate is. Um... Let's see. Orton swings, but Batista blocks his punch, throwing punches of his own and driving Orton backwards up the ramp. Uh, Batista lifts Orton up and slams him into the rampway. Let's see. Oh, oh, I forgot to mention the attire. Uh, Batista is where. Yes, I'm sorry. So to back up just a little bit, Batista is out first riding a Green Hornet-inspired lowrider, um, and Batista hops out of the car and jumps on the hood of the car and hits his machine gun, like the his pyro motion, um, as it goes off behind him. And then on the Alpha, Alpha Tron turns on, and it circles multiple times around the entire stadium. Uh, Orton is out, comes out next, and he's in, uh, in a Scarface-style white suit with red buttons. Red buttons. Uh, with a red button up on the Alphatron, and he picks up the Tommy gun and fires shots into the camera. Uh, as the glass begins to splinter and then burst, and the stage is now shown with gunshot like pyro going off. Uh, when the smoke settles, voices plays, and Randy Orton shows up wearing white trunks and boots with gold trim, gold and red trim. Uh, Orton drops the gun and heads down to the ring. That's when Batista meets him at the stop. And starts battling up the ring, and he slams him on the on the steel the steel rampway. Uh, so they make their way to the top of the stage as Batista's throwing throwing Orton into the the structure, stage structures. Um, Orton tries to throw Batista off of the stage, but the animal stops the momentum and shoves Orton back. Orton goes to rush at Batista again, but he moves. As Orton teeters on the edge of the stage, Batista runs at Orton and spears him off the stage onto like the tables and, and electrical equipment down below. Uh, the two crash into the electrical area, and boxes come falling down on top of them as sparks flare off and of some of the electrical boxes. And the referee runs over to check on them, and there's this like the whole like chaotic moment where they're like the announcers or the commentators aren't sure if the match is going to continue, if they're going to be able to get up. They're kind of like, what the, f like, holy shit, that wasn't supposed to go down. Um, so they're freaking out. Everyone's like the referee checks on the two men to make sure that, you know, they're alive. <laughs> and uh, 
gives the thumbs up that they're both like there and starts to count to 10. Um, both men are able to pull themselves from the rubble and get out by the by the referee's 10 count and finally able to get to their feet. Um, Orton backs suplexes Batista onto some of the cases back in the back. Uh, Batista is able to get at the upper hand and power slams Randy back onto the steel rampway uh, and then throw Orton down the ramp and he goes rolling down the ramp and hitting the steel. Uh, let's see. Orton is able to get to gather himself and get the upper hand and throw Batista through the ropes onto the apron inside uh, on top of the ring. Uh, Batista stands up and Orton hits a drop kick on knocking him off the apron and bouncing the animal off the announce table. The referee begins the 10 count as Batista and Batista is able to make it to his feet in front of the announce table. Orton clotheslines him onto the table and the animal, uh, the animal starts to stir while on the table, but Orton runs up and nails an RKO flattening him across the announce table. Uh, Orton is able to gather himself and get and stand up and flip the table over with the animal underneath. Uh, he again starts to bury him with tables and with the table and some chairs and the announced chairs and all the heavy, uh, big seated chairs that they have around uh, the announcer's table. Uh, Orton, while the while Batista is buried under there, Orton grabs the steel steps and slides them into the ring, and as he does. Uh, the animal is about is able to get out from underneath the the rubble. Mm, Orton tries to throw the steps at Batista, but he misses inside the ring, and Batista hits a spear on Orton. Uh, Orton is able to make it up by the count of six. Batista levels Orton with the steel steps, knocking him down for an eight count. Uh, Orton RKO's Batista onto the steel steps. Batista is just barely able to pull himself up to his feet in the corner. Orton climbs up and punches Batista on the corner. Batista is able to counter and grab Orton into a powerbomb position, run up the steps, and plant Orton into the mat with a Batista bomb crashing down onto the mat. Batista drag is able to drag himself up by the count of eight, and Orton is not able to make it up by the count of ten, and Batista wins the match. So like when I say he runs up, like Batista's got him in the power bomb and he goes running up and jumps off the steps and plants him with a power bomb. Okay. I'll give you a five on Mike's behalf. (laughs) You go first, Kenny. Don't write that down. Let's get this five train rolling. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I was going for um, a four, just a solid four for that one. Yeah, I would agree, a solid four. Solid four. I like the, the finishing spot. I, I was expecting you to do the generic, hits him with the bomb onto the steps. <laughs> I, like, I like that you changed it up. I wanted to use the steps, but I didn't want to use them like that. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. So Travis, you gave it a five, then four and four, right? I think it's your match so, again. So two fours. It is, it is. Uh so the next match on the on the card is for the women's world championship. It is between Alexa Bliss and Becky Lynch. <clears throat> so following AWC Greed, Alexa Bliss says she deserves a celebration 
fit for a god for the goddess of professional wrestling. And I'll be damned if I'm gonna have some any kind of celebration here in Boston. <sighs> which is which is where Saturday Night Supreme happens to be that night. I support there. Trash, <laughs> trash city. <laughs> she says, no, I think a celebration of this magnitude deserves a much more dignified location and not somewhere where the people smell worse than the livestock. And a hail of blue, hail of booze rain down from the crowd. Uh, Hometown hail shit. I feel it. <laughs> And Bliss says, uh, in fact, why am I even still here? I said what I needed to say. I fulfilled my contractual obligations. And I probably made the best moment of these pathetic little people's lives. I have a party to plan. And I have to get to the fastest plane out of this dump. So she leaves the ring. Everyone hates her. Everyone hates Boston, apparently. <laughs> I don't. Go Boston. Yeah. Go Celtics. Go Red Sox. Fucking go Bruins. If go you're Patriots. from Boston, you watch the show, we love you. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> the following week, Stephanie McMahon is looking for Alexa Bliss and finds her backstage talking on the phone. Stephanie goes to address her and says, Alexa, I have decided. Stephanie is quickly cut off by Bliss's hands in her face as she continues to talk on her phone. Listen, I just wanted to tell you that your next opponent will be and again, Alexa ignores Stephanie and tends to her call negotiating her party planning. Uh, Alexa glares at Stephanie and says, can't you see that I'm on the phone? As Stephanie looks disgusted and walks away. Uh, the following week, the headline segment of Supreme is the celebration fit for a goddess. Bliss has gone all out for this event, hiring catering staff, with champagne, hiring Chippendale dancers, commissioning an ice sculpture of herself, and even hiring male bodybuilders to carry her in on a golden chariot. Uh, Bliss enters the ring, and sparkling pyro lights off behind her as she holds up her women's championship. She calls over for a bottle of champagne and a glass, and a muscular, handsome staff member walks over, pours one glass of champagne as Bliss smirks. She holds the glass and takes to the microphone and says, I would like to propose a toast. And she looks down at the camera and says, to me. <clears throat> Without me, none of this would have happened. Without me, there would be no women's division. Hell, there would barely be women's wrestling. So please... Join me and raise a glass of champagne to Mike, me. Mike's raising his glass right now. <laughs> <laughs> and raise a glass of champagne or whatever pig swill you people are drinking in your plastic cups. Probably mead. Join me in we a toast. We're not disrespect mead. Point five. <laughs> <laughs> Join me in a toast to your wrestling goddess. Uh, Bliss downs the glass and smiles to the crowd as the crowd boos. She laughs obnoxiously and snatches the bottle of champagne, shaking it up and spraying it all over the wait staff and in some of the crowd. Uh, confetti and balloons rain down from the ceiling 
As Bliss enjoys herself in the ring, still spraying champagne on the waiter, the crowd begins to murmur, and someone is seen walking through the fans. Uh, this person is wearing a leather jacket with a hoodie and hops the guardrail, slides into the ring, and the crowd notices that it is Becky Lynch. Uh, the waiter starts to grab her by the shoulder, but he is picked up and slammed through the table with the cake and bottles on it. Lynch stands up, looks at the ice sculpture, and shoves it over in front of Alexa, smashing it to pieces. Bliss starts to step at her, and Lynch nails her with an exploder suplex, stands over Bliss, reaches down, and picks up the AWC Women's Championship and holds it high in the air with one arm as the show goes off the air. The following week, there's a sit-down interview hosted by Corey Graves between Alexa Bliss and Becky Lynch. Graves starts off by saying, Thank you both for joining me here. General Managers McMahon and Bischoff have included in the contract you both have already signed, stating that the two of you cannot have physical contact tonight until this Sunday's championship match. Bliss interrupts Corey and begins berating Lynch. With, Who the hell do you think you are? Do you know how long it took me to plan that celebration? You completely ruined it, and now for some idiotic reason, I have to defend my women's championship against you at All Out. You haven't even been here for you haven't been here for a month, and you think you deserve to step in the ring with the goddess of professional wrestling? Face it, the only thing you've ever done in AWC is fall back and get out of my way so that I can be the true pioneer of women's wrestling. <clears throat> That was Becky Lynch impersonation, right? <laughs> Listen here, you goofy little weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that is. That's not, that's not. Go ahead, go ahead and read it in your real voice for us. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, that wasn't, <clears throat> that wasn't good. <laughs> he turned Listen. the Owen Wilson. Like, <laughs> wow. 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 Well, listen here, you goofy little weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> this Sunday, I'm not going to be skipping around the ring. I won't be dancing, and there will be no glitter or confetti falling from the ceiling. All these people are going to see me expose you as the fraud that you are. You talk about being a pioneer for women when all you are is a reminder of what we worked so hard to get away from. Women like me have worked hours upon hours every day for years to earn their place. Meanwhile, pretty little dolls like yourself step in here and call yourself a wrestler and call yourself nicknames like the goddess or whatever doofy damn nickname you want to put on a t-shirt this week. Doofy. <laughs> I thought said doofy. I'm like, what is doofy? <laughs> I thought he said doofy with a D. Yeah. He did. Oh, yeah. That's what he said. I was like, doofy. <clears throat> Listen to me when I tell you this. I am going to destroy you. I will twist you up, throw you around, and then when I'm ready, I'm going to take your arm, bend it backwards as far as I can, so that when you clap, you're able to clap in the front and the back. <laughs> then I'm going to take the women's championship. Hey, I, hey, I, I know I know a couple girls that can clap in the back. There are. I was going to say, I was like, <laughs> Tony Storm. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm going to take your women that women's championship, hold it high above my head, and go on and take this division to places you never could even dream of reaching. 
Sleep tight, champ. And Becky takes off her microphone, tosses it in the face of Bliss, and flips her off as she walks off set. Uh, we that power TV thirteen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pay per view now. They can do what they can do. What they want. Yeah, now. yeah, it's pay per view, baby. <laughs> uh, so the night of All Out, um, Becky Lynch's entrance. She's played to the ring. Pearl Jam plays her theme song. Oh, damn. Uh, live while she enters the ring in a Black Widow inspired outfit. It's in 1997. <laughs> that's, Becky Lynch's, that's Becky Lynch's favorite band. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, shut the fuck oh, up. Damn. <laughs> uh, Alexa Bliss is, pay- is played to the ring by Bowling for Soup. That's her favorite band. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and, and she comes down to the ring with a you, Maleficent still theme. Ditch. Bowling for Soup makes sense. They have a song about her. So. They yeah. do, yeah. And it only fits like that. That's her I, AEW song. You said only fits, and I was like, I thought you were saying only fans. I I, I thought so too. I don't know why. And I, I, said, I, I said who got an only fans? Well, that's it's that time of the night, and y'all have He's that on the pay. mind. He's gonna pay. He's gonna put that money in. I said, I said, <laughs> He's gonna be like the man. Let me see the man. Or Alexa Bliss. I mean, I didn't know which one it was. Uh, Alexa Bliss is bought is brought to the ring by the <laughs> Golden Cherry. <laughs> Go ahead. She's brought to the ring uh, by the Golden Chariot again, carried by bodybuilders. Um, did you tell them what their fits were? I yes, I did. Okay, I did. Uh, Becky Lynch has Black Widow inspired outfit, and Alexa Bliss has Maleficent. Um. Let's see. Becky makes her way. Becky makes her way into the ring, through the crowd, and Bruce Buffer makes the announcements and introduces champion and challenger. So the match. Becky works uh, Bliss's arm, trying to lock her in the armbar quick and early, but Bliss is able to slip out, grabbing the ropes and breaking the hold, sliding out of the ring, and doing all the coward heel moves like backing up under the ropes. Like whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Uh, Bliss does things like pulling the referee between her and Becky, calling a timeout, and even grabs the women's championship and goes to walk out. Uh, the referee begins to counter out, but Becky quickly slides out of the ring, runs up behind Bliss, grabs her by the hair, and drags her back into the ring. Uh, Alexa tries to work over Ble- uh, Becky's B- Becky's back, taking her down and stomping on the lower back. Uh, Becky is able to battle to battle back and starts to build up some steam using arm drags and clotheslines and short and shoulder tackles. Bliss is lo- uh, locks Becky into a Boston crab and Becky has to like, she does that like thing where she like they push up and she has to like crawl, like army crawl her way to the ropes um, and is just able to get a grasp on the rope and break the hold. Uh, Bliss holds on though until the referee's five count. Uh, the referee threatens to disqualify Bliss if she doesn't relinquish the hold, and Bliss shouts out, "Do it! Disqualify me!" And just like is shouting, "Do it! Do it!" And the referee like is conflicted, hesitates to disqualify her, like just doesn't want to throw the match out and make Becky lose her opportunity. But in this, uh, in the referee's hesitation, Lynch is able to get enough time to drag herself and Bliss out of the ring, tumbling to the floor. Uh, the two women collect themselves on the outside. Uh, Bliss drives Becky backwards into the guardrail again and again and again. 
Bliss throws Lynch back first into the steel steps. Excuse me. Uh, she slides into the ring and, and demands that the referee begin the count. One, two, three, four. Alexa is shouting at the referee to count faster, count faster. Five, six, seven, eight. Becky is able to drag herself back into the ring as she's like holding onto her back. Uh, Bliss quickly jumps on her, pounding on her back and stomping on her. Uh, Alexa drags Becky's body towards the corner as she jumps up and drops her knees on Becky's back and hits insult to injury. So it's like when she does like the knee drop, rolls forward, and then backflips her knees back on her again. Uh, Bliss heads over to the corner and climbs to the top rope. Uh, she poses at the top and hits Twisted Bliss on uh, Becky Lynch's back. Uh, Bliss struggles to roll over Lynch's lifeless body for the pin. One, two, Becky Lynch kicks out. Bliss starts to throw a fit, even grabbing the referee by the shirt and, like, shaking him. Uh, she collects herself and climbs back to the top rope, flips off Becky as she's on the ground, and starts to stand, starts to gather herself and stand up and does her little pose. Uh, Becky is able to gather her remaining energy and scurry up to her feet and punches Bliss in the corner, dropping her to the top, dropping her to sitting on the top rope. Uh, Becky sits, <clears throat> Becky sits her on the top rope and climbs up on the second turnbuckle. Uh, she's punching Bliss, but Alexa is able to fight her off, knocking Becky back. Becky back, Doctor Black. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh let's see. It made me lose my spot. Uh Bliss stands up on the second turnbuckle. Yes. Bliss stands up on the second turnbuckle as Lynch rushes back into the corner, hops up to the second rope, grabs Bliss and hits a Beck splitter suplex from the second rope. Uh, Becky lands on top of Alexa and covers her for the pin. One, two, three, and Becky Lynch is your new AWC Women's Champion. I give it a five. Also give it a five. That's two no fives. No complaints on my end. Let's keep this five train rolling, Damone. I wish I could. Um, you could you could wish Wish granted I'm not though I'm going to give it a 4 I think it's a pretty solid match I think the build is pretty solid I like all the stuff with Alexa like the champagne and all that stuff Um, good job Keith and I do I don't mind the Becky the Becky stuff, because that does feel like stuff she would say, even though your Becky impression is terrible. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like sucked in my lips and like did that. I don't think well, that's how do she that talks. Part. She does. <laughs> it's not. It's not. <laughs> totally she different. has an accent. Well, I don't like... have an accent, so. <laughs> she does. You should practice your, your Irish accent. Right. That's a, that's appropriation, and I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Uh, yeah, I'll give you a four. I don't think it's a perfect match, but I think it's a. It's Give them 4.01 for, for not being a, appropriating the culture. Can we get bonus points on? Can we get a dollar per match added on for dressing like a tag team? Like we both got purple on. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we yeah. do. And you, they're both V necks, too. 
Yeah, so we should yours get bonus on my, points. On my computer, yours looks kind of gray. Yeah, I was about um, to say, it does look gray on mine, too. It's it's purple, but it's definitely a dolled-out purple, where mine's a very, very vibrant purple. Great, but yeah. A purple V-neck's a purple V-neck. Come on. Purple we're V-neck. The, I'm the high the- flyer. He's the flashy powerhouse. That's right. <laughs> 3.9. The <laughs> <laughs> <For> young fucks. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, hey, 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 you ready for this? We wear as little clothing as possible in the ring, and we call ourselves the lewd ones. Mm. <laughs> or you could dress the same and be the young. Gl- gl- <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I gave you all three point five. <laughs> right. You have to say this three point five for what? Think, what what's your what's your takeaway? Think, oh, yeah, what's your, you're just saying you're just saying you're starting to become Mike too. You hate women's wrestling. <laughs> no, I don't hate women's wrestling. I just, what was your what was this what match was just whatever? I mean, Bill was okay, nothing, nothing too crazy. So it was just like, yeah, Kenny's starting to become a wild card too. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, he is because <laughs> Kenny either I like, I don't, know like what, I don't think like you know I don't think Becky's that good in ring. I don't think she's that good in ring. I like yeah. I think she's all promo. Like her, like when she talks on the microphone, I get goosebumps. I ain't gonna lie to you. I be like. My top oh yeah, me too. 10, yeah, my, my top so, ten moments of like like getting goosebumps in wrestling. She's like four of them. <laughs> like for real, like for real. She I mean, really I mean, is the Conor McGregor of of wrestling. Yeah, I would give her her. Pro- I feel like she is, she's supposed to be Conor McGregor, but they're doing a female version. But that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, I was. That's what I felt like. So yeah, I would say four times she gave me goosebumps. Four or five times, and I think she's good promo wise. In ring, I think she's mid, but. Yeah, it's like it's just it's just like that. I think that's just that's I fair. think that's main car wrestling. Oh, so Mike she wants more that. impressions and accents. Kenny wants more impressions and accents. <laughs> just not, no, not, just not shows all impressions and accents. Just not a Becky Lynch one. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, no. I just think I think the promo would be the the highlight of this. Like her yeah, promo, matches. Like, like her promo would be. Two more matches, guys. We're at the co-main event. Okay, <laughs> the penultimate. We're almost three hours in. (laughs) It's fucking all out, baby. It's the biggest thing in wrestling. This this is a whole ass pay per view. (laughs) Exactly. It is. Uh, So, after a match with Psychosis on Saturday Night Supreme, Daniel Bryan is attacked by Pac. Pac throws him all around the ringside area before uh, throwing him back into the ring and hitting him with a red arrow. He then covers Bryan and smacks his hand to the mat three times before posing with the Cruiserweight title to end the show. The next week, Daniel Bryan opens the show and calls Pac out, demanding answers of what happened last week. Pac wastes no time. Pac explains that he is sick of hearing Daniel Bryan get all the praise he gets. Pac says that Daniel Bryan gets universal love and respect for his unbeaten streak, but Pac gets no respect for the very same streak. Neither man has met their match in AWC, but somehow, someway, their paths have not crossed. Pac says he was done waiting for divine intervention. He was done for Stephanie McMahon and Eric Bischoff to get their heads out of their asses and do what's right. He was done waiting for the brass ring to fall on his lap, so he reached out and snatched it from the air. He shattered the glass ceiling and showed the world who he is. Week after week after week, we hear about the American Dragon, but somehow the man that gravity forgot gets thrown to the wayside. They say Daniel Bryan is the best wrestler alive, but Pac is the king of the cruiserweights. No, Pac is the king of professional wrestling. Pac is not the, is Pac is the best in the world. Pac is the best wrestler alive. Pac then hits Daniel Bryan with a super kick, followed by multiple shots to the head and face before security comes out and rips them apart. At the top of the stage, Pac grabs a mic and drops a challenge for Daniel Bryan. Streak for streak, Daniel Bryan versus Pac at the for the cruiserweight title at the biggest show of the year, AWC All Out. 
Uh, later that night, Brian is shown backstage in the trainer's room, and he accepts Fox Challenge and is super pissed about it. Uh, Stephanie McMahon announces a contract signing for the next week. Uh, both men come face-to-face for the contract signing, and Daniel Bryan doesn't hesitate to sign the contract, but asks Pac if he's sure he wants to do this, but he can't cheap shot Bryan in a match. Pac says he only ever attacked Bryan to get his attention, to force his hand and make him defel- defend his belt against him. Uh, sorry, I lost my place. Pac tells Brian that he has no need to attack him anymore, and he he has no doubts that he will win this match because nobody weaponizes pace like Pac. Nobody can fly like Pac. Nobody has ever and nobody will ever kick out of the red arrow. At All Out, Diane, Diane Brian, Daniel Bryan falls, and Pac Diane is Brian. crowned. <laughs> I know, right? You really can hope that man stay alive for a long time. <laughs> and... <laughs> At All Out, Daniel Bryan falls and Pac is crowned best wrestler alive. All right. <laughs> Neville is out first wearing a Newcastle United-inspired fit, uh, black and white vertical stripes on his gear. Uh, his entrance stream... Entrance... Instri- <laughs> entrance? <laughs> yeah, is played by... <laughs> He's about to give us, put us in an... Where's my goddamn pants? <laughs> <laughs> His entrance theme is played by live by the specials. <laughs> Daniel Bryan is out next. The entrance has a pre-intro of a dragon flying around the arena and then flying, finally landing on the stage and bursting into a bright light. Uh, then it transitions to the actual arena where Daniel Bryan is standing on the stage, basking in a bright spotlight. The lights drop and then come back on as Flight of the Bumblebee plays. Daniel Bryan is in his Seahawks-inspired blue and green gear. And he begins marching down the ramp with Yes Chance. Uh, Bruce Buffer presents each competitor and then the Cruiserweight title. Then the ring empties and only the referee and two competitors are in the ring. Both men circle for a moment and then Brian stops, walks to the center of the ring and, and extends his hand to Pac. The universal sign of respect and the honorable way to start a match. Uh, Pac stops and looks at Brian's hand and then Brian and then looks back at his hand and nods, walking up to shake his hand. But then he spits in Brian's face and runs to the ropes and hits a flying forearm smash onto Daniel Bryan. A lot of spitting on this show. <laughs> <laughs> We're kinky bastards over here. So flying forearm smash followed by a running crossbody and then a jumping heel kick. Uh, rolling Yoshi Tonic to uh, Daniel Bryan. And then finally a standing corkscrew senton for a one count. Uh, he goes to hit the, Neville. Neville. Pot goes to hit the, the ropes. And gets hit with a kitchen sink knee, followed by a drop kick, and then a surfboard from Daniel Bryan. Um, he's able to get to the ropes um, to break up the surfboard stop. Uh, f- followed by a Finley roll, and then Pac rolls to the outside. Uh, Daniel Bryan hits the ropes and hits a suicide dive to the outside. As both men stand to their feet, uh, Pac hits a super kick, uh, followed by a tornado DDT. And then a um, acai corkscrew senton, and then a standing corkscrew moonsault. Uh, he rolls uh, Brian back into the ring, and as he rolls into the ring, Brian hits a single leg takedown followed by a single leg Boston Crab. Um, but again, Pac is able to crawl over to the ropes and break the hold. Uh, as he stands up, though, he gets hit with a back suplex followed by a rolling elbow. Um, Brian then hits a surfboard knee stomp and then locks in the surfboard chin lock. Again, though, uh, Pac's able to break the hold. This time he's punching him in the back, in the face as he's hitting him to break the hold. 
Um, Neville bounces off the ropes and hits a basement drop kick to uh, the legs of Daniel Bryan, who smacks onto the ground and is laying there holding his knees. Um, he's laying on like the uh, fuck, what's that called? The the apron, like under the ropes. Um, Pac stands up and runs and bounces off the ropes again and hits a baseball slide drop kick, sending Daniel Bryan to the outside, crashing to the outside, hitting the barricade. Uh, next up is an acai corkscrew moonsault from uh, Pac to Daniel Bryan. He th- Pac then climbs up onto the barricade and hits a 450 splash off of the barricade. Uh, he then steps, rolls back into the ring and hits a slingshot springboard 450 splash to the outside before rolling back in the ring to break the count again. He hits a Sasuke special over the top rope to the outside. And then rolls uh, Daniel Bryan into the inside of the ring, rolls in, and is screaming at Daniel Bryan at this point, telling him that he can't, nobody, nobody flies like Pac, nobody wrestles like Pac. And he's slapping him in the head as he's, as Daniel Bryan's on the ground before giving him a stomp to the back of the head. And then a deadlift uh, German suplex while he's screaming, Pac can wrestle too. Uh, he then hits a standing red arrow for a two count. Um, Daniel Bryan's able to get a couple mid, a couple strikes to the midsection and then runs in with an Inazuma leg lariat. He then locks in the cravat and uh, hits him with knee strikes while in the cravat and then the cravat suplex. Um, Daniel Bryan then hits a, a deadlift German suplex of his own but holds it in for a pin attempt, only getting a one count. Um, Pac hits a step up in Zagiri followed by a springboard satellite DDT as uh, Daniel Bryan right, right, rises to his feet. He gets hit with a drop salt. So that's where you get it's a drop kick and then he just moon salts. Does like the backflip. Okay. He, uh, Pac then hits a standing shooting star press uh, for a, a two count. Uh, Daniel Bryan works to his feet and he gets hit by with a release German suplex from Pac. And then Pac lets him work himself back to his feet again and he gets hit with a bridging German suplex for a two count. As he goes to pick Daniel Bryan up, Daniel Bryan hits him with the European uppercut, follows up with multiple European uppercuts. Then he locks in, Daniel Bryan locks in the abdominal stretch, followed by a slingshot suplex and an airplane spin. Uh, next up is a dragon screw from Daniel Bryan, followed by the bent arm stomp. Uh, he then butterfly suplexes him, plexes Pac. Pac pulls himself up in the corner, but gets met with corner yes kicks followed by the Regalplex, uh, held for a two-count. Pocket makes it back to his feet and hits an inverted Frankensteiner, followed by a handspring satellite DDT. Um, He then hits him with a sit-out powerbomb for a two-count. Daniel Bryan rolls to the the apron and starts to pull himself up, but gets hit with a slingshot ace crusher on the apron to the outside. Um, As Daniel Bryan is starting to stand up, a sunset flip powerbomb off of the apron to the outside from Pac. Um, Pac jumps up onto the barricade and hits a diving somersault senton and then hits a standing double rotation senton. Uh, Pac rolls in to break the break the count again and hits a top rope acai moonsault. He then hits a sick kick, which is a super kick to the stomach, followed by a Pele kick. Uh... He throws Daniel Bryan into the ring. As he gets into the ring, Daniel Bryan tries to hit him with a move, but uh, Pac counters with a falling DDT. 
and then an inverted 450 splash from Pac to Daniel Bryan for a two count. Um, Pac's starting to get frustrated. You see, you can kind of see that he's not, he wasn't expecting Daniel Bryan to keep picking out of all these high high aerial offenses. He's kind of he's kind of screaming to the crowd, telling them to shut up as with their yes chance, and you know, I mean, really healing it up with the crowd. Uh, but when he turns around, he gets hit with a step up in Zaguri from Daniel Bryan, followed by yes kicks in the center of the ring. Uh, Daniel Bryan then jumps from the top rope to the mat with a diving headbutt, uh, followed by a surfboard dragon sleeper. Um, next up is a um, avalanche German. Or, so Daniel Bryan climbs to the top rope again, uh, assumingly going for a diving headbutt. But as he's climbing up, Pac rushes up behind him, hits a avalanche German suplex, followed by a springboard moonsault for a two count. Um, tilt a whirl DDT and a Frankensteiner from uh, Pac to Brian, followed by a shooting star knee drop. Um, after the knee drop, Daniel Bryan starts to pull himself up into the uh, onto the rope and on like the middle rope, like he's hanging on the middle rope, like a like a six one nine position. And Pac goes to the outside and hits a um, rope hung soccer kick. Um, Brian then pulls himself up to the to the corner like on like hanging on the corner like he's trying to just rest there for a second and but nobody weaponizes pace like Pac so corner elbow smash and then he gets shot up to the top of the um, turnbuckle and superplex from Pac to Daniel Bryan. Pac immediately runs up the um, turnbuckle and hits a Phoenix Splash sorry uh, for a two and a half count he really thought he had him there um, next up is a half hatch suplex from Daniel Bryan, followed by a Northern Light suplex uh, for a one and a half count from Brian DePock. Um, he then immediately transitions that into a crucifix and immediately starts raining in elbows to to Pac's face. Um, after he feels like he's hit him enough times, he locks in the or transitions the crucifix into a cattle mutilation. And tries to get him to tap out that way. Um, but Pac's able to extend his foot and get it onto the ropes. Just get his toes on the ropes to break the hold. Um, that's fine, Keith. Um, so when they stand back up, he gets uh, Pac hits Brian with a running Hurricane Rana. Followed by an arm ringer slam. Uh, he hits a belly-to-back suplex. And then hits a twisting springboard crossbody to Brian. Then a diving corkscrew moonsault uh, for a two count. Followed by a slingshot springboard drop kick. Uh, then he climbs to the top rope and hits a diving front drop kick. Uh, Brian's trying to pull himself up in the corner. He gets hit with a corner European uppercut. And then gets pushed up to the top, the top rope again. and gets hit with an avalanche Frankensteiner. And then followed up with a shooting star press for a two and a half. Uh, from Pac almost pinned Brian there. Um, Brian's able to fight back and fight and throw um, Irish whip Pac into the corner. Corner elbow smash, uh, then hits him with a leg trap German suplex. Picks him up and hits a backdrop suplex. Climbs to the top rope and hits a missile shotgun drop kick. And then locks in an ankle lock onto um, Pac. Pac is able to kick him in the in the had to get to break free, but as he's trying to stand back up, uh, Brian locks in the Cobra stretch 
Um, and Pac's able to get free again. Uh, he hits a uh, he gets thrown up in the air and but he hits a falling head scissors to Daniel Bryan, followed by a diving moonsault plancha. Uh, because Daniel Bryan's now on the outside, we got he got head scissors to the outside. So diving moonsault plancha, followed by a um, dragon rana into the into the steel steps on the outside. Dragon R. Uh, maybe it was Dragon Rana. It's a, it's the somersault and then a Hurricane Rana. Oh, okay. I thought it was called a Dragon R. I might be wrong. I don't know. But um, so throws him in the ring, diving Hurricane Rana. Um, and when he does that, Brian rolls out of the ring again. So he hits a diving Hurricane Rana off the apron, followed by a tilt a whirl head scissors, and then he does a spaceman moonsault plancha to the outside. <clears throat> um, both men start to rise to their feet on the outside and get, he gets hit or Brian hits Pac with a backlift backbreaker followed by a diving knee strike from the apron. Um, he then hits a springboard plancha to the outside and throws Pac inside and back in the ring. He hits a cross face chicken wing on uh, Pac but Pac is able to reverse this and hit a bridging tire suplex for a two count. Um, you can see both men at this point are, are tired, but Daniel Bryan looks a lot more tired than than Pac does because Pac is still flying around and, and Daniel Bryan slowed down quite a bit. Um, diving moonsault satellite DDT from uh, Pac to Daniel Bryan, inverted somersault head scissors, red arrow plancha, and then a slingshot uh, springboard crossbody. Um, then, uh, Pac goes up to the top rope and Daniel Bryan's the one that rushes him this time and hits him with a superplex followed by the double wrist, uh, foot stomps where he holds the, holds the wrist and stomps on the head. Um, but as Daniel Bryan's starting to, to walk, to turn around, to go up the, go to the corner himself, he gets caught in a, um, what's that called? Where they grab you with your feet around your feet and pull you down. Uh, is it, it's a leg trip from a yeah, drop toe hold as well. I was looking drop for, but yeah, 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 that one, yeah. So hits him with a drop toe hold and and then hits a shooting star plancha, and then climbs back up to the top rope and hits a shooting star senton. Um, as he's climbing up for a third third aerial assault, uh, Daniel Bryan rushes up again and grabs him and hits an avalanche avalanche arm breaker. Uh, and then transitions into a Danielson special. Um, but he's able to transition or Pac's able to transition to hit a power bomb onto, uh, Daniel Bryan to break the hold. It hits a slingshot Frankensteiner followed by a 450 centon. Um, he goes, goes to the top rope again, but gets hit with an avalanche back suplex and then an arms trap clinch dragon sleeper. Uh, but he's able to break the hold, uh, followed by a slingshot avalanche neck breaker to, uh, Daniel Bryan, springboard Frankensteiner, and then a slingshot somersault plancha. Um, but as he does that, he gets caught with a, a European uppercut from Daniel Bryan, and then he gets hit with a tiger suplex pin attempt for a two and a half. Uh, Daniel Bryan then locks in a triangle choke, but again, Pac's not having it. Sit out power bomb uh, to break it with a diving plancha coming next. Um, he they basically hits and they both roll up to their feet, and Brian runs and hits a 
um, springboard somersault planche of his own. Um, Daniel Bryan climbs to the top rope as he's he's doing the yes chance as he climbs to the top rope, uh, but then Pac runs up behind him and and hits the the avalanche prom release body scissors. So he's got them like like this. You know what I mean? That's like his legs around his his body and flips him over. Um, both men are down on the ground, tired. Pac makes it up to his feet and he goes to grab um, what's his name, Daniel Bryan, and Daniel Bryan pulls him down into onto the mat with a yes lock. He's got his, his hand extended, it's looking like he's going to tap, but then he just rears back with elbows until Daniel Bryan breaks the the hold. Both men stand up, super kick from Pac, followed by a sunset flip power bomb. And then Pac slowly but surely climbs up the um, the top rope and signals for the red arrow. Red arrow to Daniel Bryan. One, two, kick out right before the his hand hits three. Daniel Bryan becomes the first man in AWC to kick out of the red arrow. Um, this infuriates and baffles uh, Neville. He can't believe or Pac, sorry. I'm going to keep calling him the wrong name. Um, <laughs> call him by both names. Um, Pac, because he can't believe it. He's just in shock. And while he's in shock, Daniel Bryan hits him with a dragon suplex hold and then it locks in the Indian death lock. Um, Pac's able to, to reverse the pressure on the Indian death lock and crawl over and grab the, the rope to break the hold. Um, when he stands up, He's he's kind of like holding onto the rope for for dear life at this point, and Daniel Bryan scooched back to the the other corner, and he's doing yes chances as he's pulling himself up. And he, as um, Pac stands up, turns around, he goes for the Busaku knee, but Pac grabs him and hits a body toss instead. Uh, Pac climbs up and hits a six thirty cannonball senton. Immediately stands up and goes straight back to the top rope and hits a second red arrow. One. Two, kick out right at the last second once again. Daniel Bryan cannot believe it. I mean, Pac cannot believe it. He doesn't understand what's going on. Pac's tired at this point. He can barely stand. He doesn't He doesn't understand what's going on. He goes to pick up uh, Daniel Bryan, but Daniel Bryan hits him with a uh, kick to the leg that drops him to one knee. Bryan runs, bounces off the ropes, the psycho knee to Pac for the one, two, three. Daniel Bryan retains his title. Okay. Ten dollars. Thank you. Ten dollars. <laughs> I thought you were gonna fuck it up at the end. And you didn't. Good job. Five. <laughs> you thought I was gonna have Pac one? Yeah. I can't I can't I can't be sure he's gonna show up. <laughs> <laughs> well I because you built up that Daniel Bryan's kicking out of his finisher, and if Daniel Bryan loses at the, or wins at the or loses at the end, it would have been for nothing. So uh, I mean, I, I mean, we knew it was coming just because it was all this build up to it. That's why they made it known. So that's why I kind of I saw kind of saw that coming. But um, so you, mm, I was going to give it a four point two five actually. Mm. To be Ooh, real with you, the streak is over. One more. One yeah. more. Why though? I I think personally the build just in general was 
it's just uh, the match was lit. I would definitely give you that. The match was lit. I think the I think the build on the other two matches. I know it sounds weird. Cause I'm not really a fan of technical wrestling like that, but <clears throat> I think the build was a lot better with the first two than it was for the third. I was like, I the first one was just a was just a tournament. Yeah, I know. No, there was no story. I know. I'm saying I, okay. I like I like the first two better. Than All, this right. One. All right. If you're gonna be real, but I'm gonna give it. Uh, I give it a four point two five. All right. And I did like him yelling out. Pac can wrestle too, and then just wrestling. And- <laughs> yeah. I thought that was good heel shit. I thought it was yeah. good. Um, all right, all right, we're to the main event now. I think Keith's very, gonna go. It yeah. was very anime like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah is, I'm gonna go follow Book It on Twitter. Follow Book It. Um, follow T13 on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the things. Don't follow me. Don't fucking follow me. You sound oh, like the, you ever play WCW NWO uh, Thunder when you press circle, you press the rant button. Yeah, don't, Kevin don't. Nash is like, "Don't pick me." Okay. <laughs> like, "Don't pick me." You're not good enough to pick me in this game. Don't pick me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that reminded me of. Uh, that's Biggie's gimmick. Biggie's gimmick for a while on Twitter was, "Don't follow me." <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. But enjoy this championship main event. Um, next up is our main event. Like I said, it's the World Heavyweight Championship match. Now it's uh, Sting off. What? Yeah, Sting off. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Sorry, my pay- mine just jumped like fucking 12 pages up. Uh, so yeah, main event, World Heavyweight Championship match. After winning the Royal Rumble match, Foley quickly calls out Flair. Flair and Foley talk about how they uh, are no stranger to one another. And how they couldn't be more different. Flair says he represents class and athleticism. Foley looks like an out-of-shape bum. Flair says he's the guy women throw their panties at. And Foley is the guy they hide their purses from. I know what inspired this. I know what inspired this. <laughs> um, <laughs> Flair says he is a drip god. And he even has his own theme song to prove it. While Foley is a dork who still believes in Santa Claus. Flair talks about his women, his wardrobe, his cars, and his jet. He tells Foley that his left shoe is worth more than Foley's life. He talks about how Foley calls himself Mrs. Foley's baby boy, and he's just glad he wore contraception the night Mrs. Foley rode Space Mountain because he would die of shame if Mrs. Foley's baby boy ended up being the son of the nature boy. Mm. Flair says he said it once and he'll say it again. I am a world's champion. You are a glorified stuntman. Foley agrees that they couldn't be more different. Foley may not be the most stylish man, but he is a man. Flair, however, is a coward. Flair talks about how his outfits and his matches – or I'm sorry, Foley talks about how his outfits and his matches may not – might not be the prettiest. In fact, they are rather ugly. He talks about not having the million-dollar smile, even missing a few teeth. But one thing he can say is he never needed another man to fight for him. Flair has done nothing but hide behind the four. Foley tells Flair that he isn't Batista, he isn't Ricky Steamboat, and that's not a shot at them, but there's nobody that can compare to Mick Foley. Foley doesn't care if it's one-on-one, one-on-four, one-on-forty-four, or one-on-four-hundred-and-four. Foley is showing up for a fight and will take Flair down. The next few weeks have more of the same with each man cutting the other down and trash talking. Uh, finally, it comes down to deciding the match type. The co-general managers decide that it will be a three stages of hell match. Foley will pick the first fall. Flair will pick the second fall. And McMahon and Bischoff will choose the third and final fall. Foley says there should be no surprise what match he picks. He wants to hurt Flair. He wants to taste his blood. He wants to make him pay for everything he said. He doesn't want to wrestle. He wants to fight. The first fall will be a street fight. 
Flair laughs and says that everyone knew he didn't want to wrestle Flair because we all know he can't wrestle. But Flair intends to exploit him inside that ring. Flair says he wants to out-wrestle and out-class Foley in the ring. And he wants to show that just like every other loser in this crowd, Foley is just a quitter, and he wants to make him tap out in a submission match. Bischoff and McMahon announced that if a third fall is necessary, they want a definitive winner, no excuses, no interferences, no running away. The third and final fall will be, the, be a pin or submit only steel cage match. So we're now at all out. Um, Foley's out first, and we have the, you know, he has that car crash in his music. Well, with this one, he has a flaming car crash into the side of the stage, and Foley pops out of the trunk of the car as his entrance theme plays. He does the bang bang for the crowd and uh, climbs up the ramp. And he's wearing a, a red and black cut, cut off flannel with a Cactus Jack t shirt. Uh, black sweatpants and dad new balances. His usual fit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so after he gets to the ring, the speakers blare with a woo, fo- followed by the lights dropping, and then Ric Flair drip plays, and we see a video of Flair getting off a private jet and into a limousine with multiple women and champagne bottles. And after the chorus of Ric Flair drip uh, plays, it transitions into his regular theme song, and out comes Ric Flair, wearing a custom-made white and gold Gucci robe, Gucci trunks and Gucci boots. Um, as he's coming out, strutting to to his song, uh, Foley runs out and hits Flair right in the skull with his his barbed wire baseball bat. Uh, both men start brawling on the stage, um, and then uh, Mick Foley hits a suicide spear off the stage onto the windshield of the car that Foley rode in during his entrance. Um. Both men are brawling on the floor, but Flair throws Foley back in the trunk and slams his leg uh, closed on the on the trunk. Uh, Flair pulls Foley out and out of the trunk and hits him with a knee breaker. Uh, he then throws him onto the ramp and climbs back up the ramp himself. Foley stumbles to his feet and Flair's chop block chop blocks him, um, and then Flair drags Foley to the top of the stage and throws him off into off it into onto the concrete floor on the opposite side that, that they were on before. Uh, Flair grabs Barbie from the ramp and heads down to Foley. Uh, Flair unleashes on Foley with Barbie. Barbie's the barbed baseball bat. That's what Foley calls it. Uh, unleashes on Foley. Uh, he grabs the kneeled down Foley and repeatedly smashes and rakes uh, Barbie across his face. And he throws a bloody Foley to the floor and taunts the crowd. Flair goes to grab Foley and Foley hits a low blow and then a double arm DDT onto the floor. Uh, <coughs> Foley drags Flair to, to the commentary table and smashes his face off the desk. Because remember, our main commentary table is on by the by the entrance, like where Raw was back in the Ruthless Aggression era. Okay. Um, smashes his face off the desk. Foley then grabs a monitor and smashes Flair in the face and lower back with it. Foley does the bang bang for the crowd, uh, but as he's doing so, Flair low blows Foley and then hits multiple repeated punches to Foley's open wound. Flair then takes his finger and sticks it in on Foley's wound and then rakes it, opening it even further. Uh, Flair goes for a pile driver on the concrete, but Foley reverses with a back body drop. Foley climbs up on the top, on top of the commentary desk and jumps down, hitting Flair with a diving clothesline. Uh, Foley then hits a belly to back suplex on the concrete to Flair. Followed by a stunt pull pile driver from Foley to Flair on the concrete floor. Foley stands up and becomes mesmerized by the stage in Alphatron. 
Foley throws Flair's lifeless body onto the commentary desk and hits him with repeated punches to the head. Foley then climbs the stage in the Alphatron about 20 feet in the air and Foley does his bang-bang for the crowd and dives down for an elbow drop. But Flair moves at the last second and Foley crashes through the announcer's table. Flair stomps on the knee of uh, Foley before throwing him back on the ramp. Uh, Foley tries to stand up, but he gets hit with a chop block from Flair. Flair then hits a knee breaker on Foley and Foley falls down the ramp. Foley stumbles into the ring and, and Flair joins him with a chair in hand. Uh, chair assisted chop block to Foley's knee, multiple chair shots to Foley's knee, and then finally Flair wedges Foley's knee into the chair and stomps on the chair multiple times. Flair pulls the chair off of, off of uh, Foley's knee and tosses it to the outside and then locks in the figure four from Flair to Foley. Foley is just writhing in pain and screaming out uh, at the end of the match, but finally he taps out knowing that he has to. He still has two more matches to wrestle. Um, so he taps out. Uh, Flair holds the figure four after the bell, and the ref has to force him to break the hold. Uh, Flair attacks the knees with multiple punches, and then knees, and then and then knees and stomps, uh, and tells the ref to ring the bell for the second fall, the submission match. The bell rings, and Flair locks in a second figure four. Uh, Foley's writhing in pain and, and screaming, and it's looking like he's going to tap. But just at the last second, Foley lunges forward, grabbing the back of Flair's head with his left hand and locking in the mandible claw with his right. Both men are screaming out in pain, but Flair taps out to Foley's first. Uh, Foley wins the second fall. The cage slowly descends to the ring, uh, but Foley rolls out of the ring and gets under the apron, and Foley throws in multiple chairs, trash cans, a table, and a mysterious black sack before rolling into the ring. Also, this cage, just for everybody's, everybody to know, is, is old school. The blue one. Square, yeah, the square. Yeah. It's the goat one. It's the, the steel bars. <laughs> um, a mysterious, yeah, mysterious black sack before rolling back into the ring. Uh, both men pull themselves to their feet in the corner as the cage is lowered. Bruce Buffer reminds everyone that the only way to win is pinfall or submission. No escapes allowed. Flair hits a chop, bo- chop block followed on Foley, followed by a vertical suplex onto a trash can. Foley stumbles back to his feet, and Flair hits him with multiple knife-edge chops and then a uh, German suplex onto the same trash can. Uh, Foley picks up. Flair picks up Foley up and hits him with a uh, hip toss. He then grabs a cravat on Foley and followed by a snapmare. And then finally, natural selection from, from Ric Flair. Flair goes... Uh, <laughs> yeah, he hit natural selection. Uh, Flair goes to grab Foley, but Foley hits him with a, a front Russian leg sweep. Foley then grabs Flair and hits him with a swinging knee lift and then slams him into the cage. Uh, Flair's on the ground and he's he's begging begging Foley, don't please, 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 no, no, no. And Foley's looking around at the crowd and he can't like he's what do I do? And then when he does that, Foley or Flair low blows him. Uh, Flair sets up a table and hits uh, Foley with a pile driver onto a steel chair. Um, Flair places Foley's body onto the table and climbs up the cage. the The commentary group is going crazy they're like what is he doing he can't escape he can't escape it's pinfall or submission only and he gets to the top of the cage and he hits a moonsault off the top of the cage through the table from flair to foley but foley is not going out like that he kicks out at two flair picks foley up and foley hits him with a two-handed bulldog uh foley then hits flair with a sock bottom which is a rock bottom but for mcfoley <laughs> Followed by he then hits Flair with the with the dude's elbow. So he takes the he puts his um Mr. Sacco on and he takes it off and throws it out of the thing and hits the people's elbow. 
and the commentary desk is going crazy. They're like, "This is Shades of the Rock. This is this he's this is paying homage to his old Rock and Sock Connection partner." Uh, Foley then grabs the black bag and pours the thumbtacks all over the canvas. Uh, Foley drags Flair to the tacks and goes for a double darm DDT, but Flair reverses with a back body drop, not one of the tacks, on the opposite side of the tacks. <laughs> Flair grabs uh, Foley and drags him to the tacks now and hits him with a double arm DDT onto the tacks. Uh, Foley reverses a vertical suplex with a vertical suplex of his own. Flair then eye rakes Foley, then slowly climbs to the top rope. Uh, Foley hits Flair in the head with a chair and then climbs to the top rope with an avalanche double arm DDT from Foley to Flair for the pin and the win. Foley is your new AWC world champion. Hmm. I was kind of hoping Foley didn't win that, but I but I saw it coming. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm going to go with a four. I'm going to go with a solid four. All right. This is I'm Rick Flair's best match so far. what's up batista won earlier right yep yeah the four have lost all their matches tonight i'm gonna give you uh a a 3.95 (laughs) <laughs> what did I lose a nickel for? <laughs> um, I, I just gotta know. <laughs> I don't even want to argue. I just want to know. <laughs> like, I just think it's a nasty match of those two. They have killer Flair matches, and... though. Have you seen them? They, they, they have. I think the one yeah. was at WrestleMania, wasn't it? They've had three matches before, I think, and they're all. First of all, the build's great every time. Also, I know John's gonna take points off because it's not original, the matchup or whatever, but. I don't care. There's only one yeah. way to build this match. It's been done right. three times in three different, right. three completely different time periods, and they do the same right. match every time. Yeah, so it doesn't really matter. Like <laughs> Foley, Foley's a fat ass who can't wrestle. Ric Flair's yeah. a wrestling genius. Yeah, um, it's the story. Um, so I'm not going to kill you for that. I just think um, I haven't seen any of their matches together. They're I think, fire. Yeah, they they are. I will give them that. They, yeah. For two for two people, that's kind of like slower wrestlers. They they be going crazy. It's like it's pretty much a spot fest, but it's just like they they they, yeah, go, they exactly. put their body. But it's weird. Like it's usually with spot fest, they're usually fast paced. But with them, it's like these two were like it's like Taker like, versus Taker versus Mankind in the Hell in a Cell. Like that was a spot fest, but it wasn't a lot of spots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just it's just lit when those two get into like they and they and they put put each other's bodies through hell too, and you just like wow, okay. Yeah. Um. I also feel like. We were working more towards Batista versus Flair in the rematch, and Batista getting his payback, finally getting the Long-term Flair story getting line. his Long-term payback. Story booking. Um. So, and I kind of didn't want um. <laughs> you won't pull it either. win either. So yeah, three point nine. You said three point nine five. Nine five. Nine five. I'm sorry. So what, I, what? What about that made me lose a nickel though? That's why <laughs> nickels are usually like minor offenses. I want to know what was it? Was it the ugly matchup? What was it? It was no. The, no um, fuck that. R- Ric Flair wearing the fucking custom Gucci. No, that was that fine. was hard. Yeah, that's more of a Fendi guy myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most. No. Um, it was mostly um, what the fuck were you just talking about? His outfits. Why? Why well, got? No, why got a five? No, why got a nickel that. taken off? Um, 
I can't fucking. I think need of my. It. I need my fucking nickel. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't give me a reason, I need my nickel. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just I. Oh, it was because I didn't think Mick should have won. Like I don't hate that Mick won. As okay. like I'm not super mad about it, so I'm not gonna take like a lot off of it. I just kind of think the wrong man won in the build has felt like it's been Rick versus Batista eventually. And it, it felt still can like... be. Also, I don't necessarily think this needed to be three stages of hell. I do, because you you talk about, like, the promos are talking about their, their past and their history, and they've already fought each other multiple times. Like, it yeah. does need to be this. Yeah, I, I get it, but I don't know. Also, it differentiates this match versus the rest of the matches on the card. Makes it a little bit more high stakes. Yeah. But, you, but you but you did also have like two ladder matches yeah that, so you had matches that were like gimmicky matches too so yeah I, that's why i had to do the three stages of hell to make it yeah to make, make it, it matter uh, yeah, also I, just I just the that. just the fight versus wrestling you know what i mean like right. yeah i get that that's why i didn't ding you too bad for it all right so you gave me a 3.95 he gave me a four yep Fair enough. Thank you, guys. That's AWC yeah. All Out. Yeah, so let's do... Guess the wrestler. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, have, we, we haven't hit our time time yet. Right. It's been kind of a short show. Yeah, we haven't <laughs> hit four hours yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, let's do plugs. Bad you, should, you should put it in black and white and then make it the... Uh, what's that? Justice League movie? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, tell the people where they can find you. You can catch me on um, Bad Guy Spoken Podcast on YouTube. Just search that. Check um, check me out on this, uh, this Bad Guy Spoken on every social media. I'm just going to shorten it that way. Oh, Travi. Uh, follow me on all social media at I-A-M-T-R-A-V-B-Y-T. That's I-I-M-T-R-A-V-B-Y-T on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. Um, you can follow me on the TikTok and the Twitters at my new handle, the uh, money T13. So it's D A M O N E Y T, the letter T13. So follow me there. New handle um, on TikTok and Twitter. Um, and then you can follow um, Book It. Make sure you go follow Book It, debatable T13 media in general. Um, go to. Go to t13media.com and buy some fucking merch all of right it. now. All of it. Every all single every single thing. <laughs> uh, it's almost Christmas time, so it's a lot of things. Buy, buy some stuff. Um, also, organicloving.com. Uh, promo code <laughs> t13. So um, that's been this episode of Book It. Uh, Book AWC it. All Out. <laughs> yeah, this episode of Book It. Um, bye. I don't usually do this part.